Talk Recorded live. Good evening and welcome everybody to our podcast. Tonight is Saturday, January 31st, 2015. We are Freedom from Covert Harassment and Surveillance. And we're here on Saturdays at 9 p.m. Eastern Time to educate and assist those who are targets of organized stalking, remote electronic assaults, and more. And to let you know that you are not alone and that there are many thousands and millions of us nationwide and worldwide working together for our freedom. Views expressed during our podcast are those of our callers and not necessarily those of FFCHS. And now for some announcements. The last words of Myron May were released this past week and presented to us at Dr. James Tracy's website. The link for this video can be found in today's issue of our FFCHS newsletter. At our Activism Committee meeting on Monday, there will be a discussion of a walkathon, which is being planned for the spring. The call ID is 991-91 at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. The Central New York Support Group will be having its meeting on Saturday, February 21st, 2015 at 1 p.m. at the Manlius Public Library, 1 Archie Albanese Avenue in Manlius, New York, just east of Syracuse, New York. For more information, the contact person is John Matyshevsky. His email is johnmiod at yahoo.com. Okay, um, our topic for tonight is call decorum. And basically, I just wanted to, to go over a few points before we open the call to everyone for this discussion. And I kind of like for this to be a discussion because... Um, I've been receiving a few uh, calls, emails, and so forth about some things happening at the call, mostly during the week. And uh, there are a number of things that can happen because uh, Joe isn't there every single minute. And so some of the time the callers have to kind of moderate themselves. So anyway, just some points to kind of think, uh, to keep in mind so that the calls will be a little bit smoother and um, and enjoyable for everyone who are participating. Um, one thing we do want to keep in mind is that uh, the calls are for everybody and uh, there have been um, uh, comments about uh, one person dominating the cause or another person dominating the cause. Uh, I just want to mention that um, even though it's with great information, uh, if it's if it's all the time and every night, it can be too much of a good thing, really. So, um, I mean, if you have good information, that's great, but I would uh, recommend that you kind of... Uh, uh, kind of stagger your visits, your information, so that everybody gets a chance to speak. Uh, there are many that are suffering in our community and they would like the chance to express themselves. And everybody has that uh, has that right to be able to speak at some time. So just kind of be mindful that there are others waiting to speak as well. Um, 
And also, um, there are those that we want to make this the cause accessible to everybody, and not uh, and not uh, make any particular group or um, any racial group or any other type of group feel um, isolated from the group. So, we want to make everybody feel included. And we've had this conversation, so we won't dwell on this, but we want to make sure that especially TIs, when they come to the call, that they do feel included. Um, and I, I'm saying all this with an eye towards those who are new to the group because if uh, those that are coming to us for the first time, the first impression uh, is what many of them carry away with them if they've they uh, see that there is chaos, if there's discord, or what have you at the cause. So we like for everyone to strive to to get along, at all, if at all possible, so that those that are new, that are searching for refuge, basically, our call is is a refuge for uh, for most people because there's there really isn't any place else, or very few places, where people can go and discuss our topics. There just are very, very few places on earth that people can go and talk about the issues that we have, uh, such as mind reading and remote torture and, and stalking and um, uh, surreptitious home entry and, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so, you know, we talk about these issues, these topics among ourselves, and, and we generally understand each other for the most part. So um, we do want to uh, to make this a welcoming, uh, the call is a welcoming environment for the new people and a place where they feel safe to share what they have to say. And uh, you may not agree with everything that everyone says, but we want to make a welcoming environment for everyone um, uh, to share what, what they have to say. And... Uh, you know, sometimes it's um, it's a matter of education, uh, whether or not a person's uh, perspective is believed. So just kind of keep that in mind because there's new information, there are new strategies, there are new um, uh, technologies. Is basically what I want to say. New technologies that are being that are coming forth each and every day. So. Um, there's always something new to learn, and we're here to learn from each other and to make the best of of what we know and of what we're able to achieve with the help of each other. Um, and the only way that we are going to advance in this cause is by working together, and that is extremely important. So that is a lesson that we have to learn because um, uh, if you look back on our history, any advancement that we've been able to make, any accomplishment, has been the result of teamwork, people working together cooperatively to uh, to achieve um, uh, an event, you know, making an event happen or what have you. What have you. So um, learning how to work together is a very important uh, commodity in this community. So these are some of the things that uh, we are striving for uh, unity, uh, working together, and uh, and trying not to um, isolate uh, individuals 
because the perps are very, very busy doing that uh, all day, every day with many of us. So when, when people come here, we like to, to have them find a welcoming environment. Uh, that's basically all I wanted to share about the calls. And, uh, and at this time, I'd like to, um, to open the lines for any comments to uh, what's happening at the conference calls for you that have been attending. Um, I would like to, um, I, I listen in on the calls um, when I can. And the times that I have uh, listened, things have been okay. But uh, usually it's uh, a couple hours into the call before something happens and um, I'm not there at that time. So for those of you that have um, comments that have been at the calls and have seen things happen, have heard things happen, then now will be the time to bring those issues up so that we can address them. Okay, for those of you that would like to comment, star 8 is the request to talk feature on your phone so that we can begin our discussion. Okay, uh, North Central New York is unmuted. Do you have a question or a comment? Yes, this is uh, Benjamin. <clears throat> My comment is that uh, some people are more soft-spoken than others, and sometimes loud mouths tend to shut them down, and they can never get a word in edgewise. That's my comment. Oh, really? Okay. Okay, so you know, basically, as I said, we you know we try to share the mic time and want to validate everybody's perspective. And that's basically all I have to say about that. Okay, any other comments? Okay, so I, I guess everyone else is very happy at the calls and there's no problems. Anyway, uh, we probably won't need to talk a lot about this, um, but we just do need to maybe tighten up a few things here and there. So uh, feel free to share, those of you that have been at the calls. I've heard some things and now will be the time to talk. Okay, star eight is the request to talk feature if you'd like to join the discussion. Uh, Derek? Yeah? 
Uh, this is Jean in Virginia. I just wanted to uh, tell you I enjoy the, the calls. I think they're really great. Uh, it's been wonderful to have some place to, to talk and to vent. Um, one one problem I see, though, is it's hard. It's not error decision to make, but it is hard to, to, to tell whether or not there's a TI or a, a perpetrator on the phone. And sometimes TI seem like perpetrators because we go through so much trauma that, that we're not in our right mind at times. And uh, I think that, you know, we give everybody the benefit of the doubt, but there are some perpetrators on the call that do make life pretty miserable that, that are true perpetrators. And I was wondering if there's a way to limit the the perp calls that are on the line. Well, we should we should definitely designate a line for the perpetrator so that they can all go over there and they they can cause all the trouble that they want. Uh they don't usually cooperate that way though. No. <laughs> um yeah. and uh, I wish we could check IDs at the door but uh we haven't really got that down just yet. Um, usually the perpetrators are those that, that cause some type of disturbance and they're usually ad- easily identified that way and they're here on Saturday sometimes and uh, during the week uh, I've not really noticed them that much because there's not as many people at the calls but on a call like this uh, we get noisemakers, we get people that cuss and yell and and do all sorts of things. Um, but that's uh, kind of the circus environment on Saturdays, um, which is different during the week. Uh, for the most part, what I have observed is people uh, trying to be respectful. Uh, in most cases, I would say that that is the case. And uh, and there are just very few individuals that are the exception to that. So, uh, but anyway, generally speaking, we want to create an environment for those that are new, so that they feel welcomed, and so that they will feel like this is a refuge uh, for them, so that they can uh, uh, air their issues and uh, get some feedback as to what's happening with them, because there really is. Uh, not much help, and if you're new, you're searching out there. So we want to create that uh, environment for them, for those that are new. Right. I do, so, I do uh, have a concern for the new ones that are on the line um, because I know that if they're calling in and they're new, they're really traumatized and upset, and they don't know what to do. They they don't know where else to turn when they make this call. And I know that... Um, Sometimes they get information that's really troubling. That it's true information, uh, but I just worry about them being at the point of suicide if they make that call. They're desperate, and to hear uh, how bad that there's no way out, and that there's and there's not, but there's things you can do. But I think that um, to keep from being so discouraged. Well, yeah. Okay. There, there is. Let me just clarify that point. There, that's important. There is a way out, and that's why we're here because we are in search of it. Uh, and as long as we come together, there is hope that that we will find the way out, and that's why we come together. Um, the, the way out may not be apparent to us today, okay, but it might be tomorrow. 
So this is why we continue these meetings or we continue our activism until that way opens up for us. So anyway, that is my perspective on that. Okay. Uh, Derek, hi, this is Melinda from Los Angeles. Hi, Melinda. Welcome to the call. Hi. Thank you. Um, I do have a couple quick things. Uh, I I noticed on all the calls uh, that I call into that Southern California is always muted immediately. And uh, there may be one or maybe five, and they're just automatically muted. And uh, I've been muted for four hours and just because I guess I'm from Southern California, and that's what I've been on the phone. And it's right, um, right. kind of heartbreaking, <laughs> and I don't know how we can change that. Um, let me just say something yeah. else. There is a, uh, a uh, website that I like called Able Danger, and uh, I tune in YouTube, you know, on the day before podcast. And they do something. They know everybody in the chat room. Everybody has been cleared. There's no perps. There's no noise. There's nothing. Um, and I don't know how they do it. I guess it's a kind of a sign-in before um, the show somehow. But they have a clean chat room. It's it's not, you know, rambunctious. And, really? Uh, or they have people, yeah. Uh, or do they have people type some of the horrible stuff that has been comes out on mainly the Saturday night for some reason? Real sick people do some bad typing, and for new people reading the chat room, it might be kind of uh, disheartening. Um, and there was one other thing that I didn't get to write down yet. Um, danger. Why? Well, I, I I guess that's it. Okay, well... Oh, I know what it is. I know what it is. A new girl called in uh, either last night or the night before, and she kept saying she has absolutely nobody to talk to. She lives down in, um, you know, the South Bay, and I gave her your number. I said, listen, have Derek give you Dee Dee Hall's number because she's right down near you. She's a wonderful woman. And and tell him to give you Melinda's number from, you know, the Valley. Now, I don't know if she called, and that's kind of a test for me. Because I've given that information out, and I know others have also. And so when they don't follow through, and yet they call and they bemoan, and they have nobody to talk to, and then you give numbers for people to talk for them to talk to, and they don't call, it's kind of suspect. Did well, a girl named Eve um, call you? Uh, actually, uh, that girl um, that you're talking about uh, has talked to Didi already, and uh, oh, I, I do need to good. call her though. Um, so, uh, I know who she is, and, um, so, yeah, I do plan to call her. Uh, a couple of your other points, um, if I can remember what they were. Um, oh, uh, that Southern Cal is always muted initially okay, on all Southern calls. California, yeah, uh, I don't know if you know about Southern California, but, you know, all, you know, when you call in a few minutes early and you hear all this blaring music, choir music and gospel music and all that, <laughs> It comes from somebody in Southern California, and uh, oh, I can't so, help that. <laughs> I know. So people tell are, me where they live, and I'll go hit them with a broom. <laughs> okay. So they're kind of cautious to uh, unmute people in Southern California. Although um, it'll be all right tonight. So you're you're unmuted, so you're okay. So okay, um, anyway, let's get into that. And there was one other thing that you mentioned. I don't remember what it was. Oh, the able danger. 
I can I can try. I have their number. I can call them, find oh, out what okay. they do. Yeah, uh, because I know to do I'm always is, impressed. I. Hmm? Oh well, the only thing I know. I think to they do have is, a big. Uh, well, anyway, I keep the the gas muted, and that's where most of the um the perps hang out. And uh, I mean, not that some of the others are perps, but but the guests are almost well, not almost always, but many of the guests are um, are perps in hiding. So that's yeah. one thing. I, I uh, I sometimes find as as a guest if I if I'm going to not be able to be there for a long time, and I don't want people to think I check out when they're talking, um, and also. Uh, yeah, and I usually try to identify myself at the bottom. Hi, guess Melinda. Guess twenty is Melinda C, or you know that kind of thing. But yeah, a lot of the guests are are cowards. Yes, <laughs> pardon me. Well, yeah. So um, I just kind of keep them blocked, and uh, and it seems to uh, to work out okay. Uh, just looking at the chat room, there looks to be about twenty, twenty five guests there. Yeah, a lot of guests. Fifteen or so, maybe. No, more than yeah, no, it's a bunch of them. So, um, okay, I've unmuted a bunch of people that might have I, comments. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. I had a few things to add. Um, I think that people, you know, some of us have been on the call for a while, and I think that people have to remember that there are new people coming on and they don't always know how to describe what's happening to them. And I think that it should be more of a positive environment, a place to vent and get encouragement from each other. And I really don't like to hear, um, even if it is reality, that we know it at this point, um, that this is hopeless um, or anything that suggests that because there could be somebody new on the call, and that's all they got to hear, you know? Um, right. Yeah, then oh, one more thing, because I'm in with my mom at the hospital, so i got to sort of blurt it out. I think we, we should remember to offer the airtime to people that haven't spoken yet, that are newcomers that haven't ever talked, um, and that's- let more people speak. Um you know, there's some people that speak a lot and they give a lot of good information, but we've got to remember there's people that are afraid to come forward and speak, and I don't know how to go about doing that, but it's important for them to vent too, and we can learn from them too, you know? Um, but I don't like to hear doom and gloom from certain people all the time. It, it's disheartening. Yeah, that's, that's important. We have to, to have hope. Right. Yeah. Um, that is important to stress because the perpetrators tell us that all day. Yeah. That there's no hope, and we hear that from them all day. So we, so we've helpless. got to, um, we've got to present the opposite message when we come together because um, to unprogram the programming, you know, so to speak. Yes, that's right. Um, you know, as long as we can come together, there's hope that we that something can happen for us. That's right. Um, I want so, you know, one good whistleblower. Wouldn't that be glorious? <laughs> right. I mean, every day we are we are uh, um, we're receiving new people, and you know, great 
new people, you know, like Dr. Marion and and uh, and uh, some of the ones that are pillars in our community, like you know, like Dwight and some of the others, were once very new. So, um, so there's always hope that someone, you know, or maybe taking all of these people together can create a solution for us. So, um, you know, every day is is uh, an opportunity to. Uh, for us to really be free. So just keep that in mind, and please do not espouse what the person is espousing, that there's no hope and that uh, there's nothing that we can do. I agree with that, by the way. Totally. Oh, hi. Hi, Dr. Aaron. How are you talking? Uh, I'm all right. Uh, woke up with a terrible backache, and I have no idea why, but other than that, pretty good. So. Oh, uh, doing well. I had asked a question earlier, and twice actually, and I don't know if I was muted or what, but has anybody gone on a cruise and has have their symptoms improved just from being out in the middle of nowhere and away, away from the land? That popped into my head earlier today. Oh, that's a that's a good question. I do know someone uh, that was on a cruise, and this has been years ago. And she did state that her V2K was still very active. Uh, and there are people that have been on airplanes, and their V2K is very active. Um, now, what? Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know where. You know, there might be a safe place, except it just depends that some people have gotten some relief uh, in caves. You know, so not everyone, but some people have. It just depends. Yeah. No, well, I do not want to be a caveman. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I know. And we can't live out on the ocean, so. Nope. Uh, All right. Hmm. I'll mute myself again. Okay. Thanks for your comments. Any other comments at this time? Hello? Hi. Welcome to the call. Am I speaking to you? Yeah, who's there? Oh, uh, this is uh, Caminito. Um, I... um, I don't know. Uh, actually, uh, my all my friends and I've seen doctor, and nobody believe, believes in me that uh, if I if I treat my circumstances. So, however, that the situation getting worse, and uh, so nowadays I'm not talking to myself. Make sense. Nobody believes you. Yeah, and also uh, before that, I could think about uh, myself that um, I was talking to something that I was thinking in my mind, but suddenly it started not my mind. It it came out from my mouth, but it was not my word. 
Oh, so it was in your head but not from your mind. No. No. So is that do you think those situation is normal or She's asking a question. Uh, can you can you say it a little differently? Um, I live in uh, San Diego, Southern California, mm-hmm. and uh, so like uh, even if I'm thinking different things, things in my mind, but it comes out from my mouth. It's different from from that. Oh. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Your mouth or your uh, Dwight is the very good with this. Your your vocal cords get the thought before your mouth yes. does, and they can put ideas in your vocal cords. Yes. Dwight has exactly. the whole answer to that. That it's yeah. Yeah. It looks like Dwight's on the line. Uh, he is, but he is not uh, requested to speak. Oh, okay. Does anyone know about that or has experienced that stuff comes out that you were thinking that's not even in your mind? It's not your words? Oh, are you, uh, are you asking to me or? No, I'm asking anyone on the call. Oh, okay. Yes. Um, there are, if you look up something called sub-localization on Google, it'll explain stuff about that, but that's the, that's the name for it. And if someone has access to be able to either look at your vocal cords or, or maybe do it with an electrode or something, even an implant, I don't know, but if they can see those, you make little bitty movements with that just thinking before you say it. I and mute if you're coughing. Oh no, not me. But um, I oh think no, I... no, no, not you. Oh, it's called. What can you say that again, Doctor? The name of that? Sub sub vocalization, all one word. S U B F O C whoops. S U B V O C A L I Z A T I O N. Sub vocalization. Yep, all one word. Does that help you? Well, um, so, uh, that was your no. <laughs> it, it, but it'll explain what's going on with you, where where you think that it doesn't quite amount to people reading your thoughts. It amounts to people reading what you were thinking about saying and just haven't said yet. Yeah. But, and then she says they changed it. When it comes out of her mouth, it's changed. It's not her ideas out of her mouth. Oh. Yes. Even if I'm praying different things, 
but coming out from a mouth is different from my thought. Hmm. Hello? Hello? Hi, Derek. Hi. Hi, this is Denise from Kansas City. Oh, hi, Denise. How are you you doing tonight? Hi. Oh, I'm doing... um, I'm okay, you know. God is good. I hang on to that. But you know, um I've I've changed my phone number and I don't have my Facebook on right now. I gotta get all that stuff reconnected. I had to get a new email. So I'm not on the media anymore. Um as of now. This has just been about a week, but I got so sick of my phone being interfered with. I was just it was just too ridiculous. So, um I changed my number. I think that helped a little bit. But I was wanting to know your address because I wanted to send you a little something. Uh, and I'm not sure exactly what address you have anymore. Um, Do you have a P.O. Well, box? Um, or? Okay, what is your email address? My new email address, because I, cha- I had to change it because I lost my passwords. and They could send my password if I had the same phone number or the same email address. And it's it's all mixed up. And I'm not so literate when it comes to this stuff, but I'll get it figured out. But my new email address is N-E-I-C-Y-P-E-N-N at gmail.com. Gmail, okay. And if you send me your address, I'll uh, get a little something for you in the mail. And because um, I really appreciate you, and if it wasn't for you, I don't know. You know, if it wasn't for the good Lord, I don't know where I'd be. And if it wasn't for you being used by the good Lord and led to to minister to a lot of us people who didn't know what was going on, no telling, you know, it would be more tragedies than what it is already. And I just feel so bad. But there is, I, I try to look at the goodness in, in things now because I don't really, it's not that I don't have any hope, but. It's like it's so big. It's just so big. I'm, I'm still experiencing things, uh, different things now. I'm not getting tortured as bad because I think they kind of writing and talking to uh, people, I think, has helped that part. But I got really, really tased real good a couple of weeks ago. And ever since then, it hasn't been quite as bad because I've been talking to uh, um, oh, what do you call it? In- internal affairs. I've been leaving messages. But they won't call me back. But I leave these long messages. But I think that's helped because I'm not oh, getting wow. what I was getting. But um, and then does Joe still have a call? Uh, like on Friday? Oh, yeah. Well, he has uh, his call is Monday. Well, Sunday through Sunday through Friday. That's his call. Sunday through Friday. What's his uh number? Chances eight nine eight nine nine. Eight nine eight nine nine. Well, I was trying to figure out that number. I came pretty close sometimes, but I just probably need to get on the call a little more. It's listed at the website. If you know, if you can find your way there. It's it's on your website. Mhm. Yeah, the conference. on the newsletter. Well, the, okay, there's I, a conference. There's a listing for the conference calls. So, oh, okay. You know, Okay, okay. I don't think I've seen that yet. Okay, I will get back on it because I think I I just need the calls just for 
Derek, just for encouragement. Or that the, the, the lady from San Diego. Huh? Um, yeah, the lady from San Diego, I wonder if she has her question answered or if she has any more questions. The young lady, hello? Yes, uh, can you hear me? Yes. Oh, uh, I have a question, a couple questions. Um, I still hear that uh, some some noise or high high pitch from a refrigerator and a microwave. Uh, is there anything that I can shut down the stuff, the noise? Mm, is the noise in your ear like tinnitus? Yes. The high pitch. Yeah, I have that too. And the microwaves. Yeah, that's a that's a the shielding. Uh, are you Japanese? Oh, yes. Okay, good. Uh, somebody was asking, I don't know, do, do they speak Japanese? Um, uh, no, they're not answering. Question, I just want to ask, um, this would be shielding for the microwaves. Uh, there is somebody here on New Year's Day who speaks Japanese. Can you get on the call, New Year's? Uh, Japanese uh, New Year's Day. Oh, Derek, can you unmute New Year's Day? He speaks Japanese. Oh, New Year's Day, okay. That might be easy for her to uh, understand. Okay, um... Is that unmuted? Derek, New Year's Day isn't really, isn't signed into the... Oh, it's, it's hard to if see where it's from. That would be Southern California. Okay, okay. If he's called in... Let's see, I'm trying to remember who, who that would be. Okay, uh, uh, whoever New Year's Day... Oh, I think I know who that is. Okay, I know who you're talking about. It's another Southern California. <laughs> okay, on uh, New Year's Day, if you could star eight... So I can unmute your line. Whoever New Year's New Year's Day, if you're attending the call, if you could star eight, someone has it's Japanese and would like to have some questions. Derek, I need to ask you a question, please. Hold on one second. Let me uh, see if we can help uh, this lady. Okay. Okay, well, New Year's Day, um, in the chat room, I don't, think so. I don't think he's here yet. Oh, he's, oh, he's in the chat room. He just said Oh, that's right, he is. Japanese. I see him in the chat. Uh, New Year's Day, if you want to call in, there's somebody that, that speaks Japanese that could use your help. Uh, New Year's Day, if you could call in, please. Um, okay, well, he's, he's, uh, he says, okay, he will be calling in. He's calling in now. Okay. Uh, uh, the young lady from uh, San Diego, what is your name? Uh, uh, do I have to, do I have to give you... Yeah, just you your first a... name, just your, just your first name. That's cool. Y- y- yeah, you can, you can tell me, um, if you want to say it in Japanese, and I can tell him what you mean. 
Um, well, uh, I'd like to know how to see that uh, microwave and uh, refrigerator and uh, fan. Reizoku no oto? Yes. Oka microwave no oto toka? Yes. Na, nani? And uh, um, I can hear that you only... Uh, left side ear that like a uh, uh, leaning ear. Say, say just. Nihongo de hanashite kudasaimasen ka? Uh, She only hears it in her left ear. Yes. Me too. Sunday that was some kind of left ear program. Oh? Hanashite? No, zenbu. Nihongo-de.左耳耳だけ、左耳だけ耳鳴りがします。右側、人の話し声みたいなのが聞こえます。あと、You hear a crying sound? You hear a crying sound? No, not a crying sound. Like a whiny, white, what? Whiny. Oh. Uh, Sometimes whining, like now I can hear the whining kind of stuff, but I can hear that kind of uh, sounds like Morse, Morse single, uh, Morse signal, and I can... Can you put... Uh, 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 話し声が聞こえるときもあれば高い高いあーっていうような音の時もあれば音楽の時と歌声と話し声が聞こえます。Okay。Okay。She's um, saying um Something about listening to music and um, when she's listening to music and she's doing one other thing, but she's not speaking that loud, so it's... Can you please speak louder? Yeah. Uh, louder. Louder, 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 louder. Maybe I'll hear it on... I can hear. Okay. Um, I hear. I do too. Okay, let me turn my phone all the way. Okay, okay, okay. Say it again now. Um, 左側は元気のような音がします。There's a, there's a. Uh, Sound in her left ear. Okay, is there any way that that Corey that she can talk to you uh, privately? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, she can call me three one zero four three one seven six. Sorry. Three one zero. Three one zero. Four three one. 
Okay, all right. Thank you, Corey. Appreciate that. Okay, yeah. Okay, um, we don't have to do that right now, but sometime. Hi, Derek. This is Diane from Florida. Hi, Diane. Welcome to the call. Thank you. Um, I did send you an email um, recently, and I sent it to both, addressed it to you, and then the info at Freedom. I do question the address. I don't know if you received the email because in your weekly letter, some places it says a P.O. box one way, and then another part of the letter it'll say it uh, the num you know it's four digits, but one point it's listed one way, and then another part it's listed another. So um, I don't oh, know if you received that email. And um, also in that email I mentioned, um, come to my attention that there's a reporter and she's with CBS, she used to be with CBS News and it's been reported on Fox News that she is claiming she's being targeted and January 5th of this year she is set out with a lawsuit to the administration her name is Cheryl Atkinson. Oh, yeah. And she wrote a okay, book okay, called Diane, Stonewall. Diane, uh, okay. Can we talk about this a little bit later? Right now we're dealing with a topic, and that is basically the conference call. We're talking about conference call decorum, okay? Is our okay, I'm sorry. Okay. I didn't mean to vary uh, on that, but the uh, woman who was just speaking, uh, um, this issue with her uh, hearing the noise in her left ear and on me it happens to be my right ear and it's a constant buzzing and um, uh, one time I had actually contacted the FBI and uh, I got I I won't go into it then but um, she is not alone on that um, All right. Thank you. Okay. Um, our topic One tonight question, is, Derek. What? I wanted to ask you, did you hear what they were talking about, about the drones? Okay, Elvira. We are not yeah, talking I, about I just, the drones I just right wanted now. to bring it up just in case, you, you know, you forgot. Okay. Our topic tonight important. is the call decorum. I've been, as I've stated ten times, We'll talk about that for maybe an hour, another hour, an hour and a half or so. And then we'll switch to something else. Call quorum? Decorum. Etiquette. Decorum. Okay, any other comments about that at this time? I have one, Derek. Yeah. Um, maybe with handling the new people. Uh, and they may not all feel like the start of the of your program or your call. Um, you could announce that if there's any, you know, newcomers, that, um, you will give them an opportunity to speak. And maybe they might feel a little bit shy or, or inhibited at first. Some may, some may not. 
but if you announce, um, you know, like maybe after an hour of starting, you could, you know, then say, um, you know, if there's any newcomers, you know, we'd like you to be able to speak. And that way it'll be kind of like in the middle of the program, you know, where they can kind of first check it out and get the feel for it and see what it's like. It might help them feel a little bit more comfortable. Okay, well, that's a good idea. Yeah. Okay. Um, All right, yeah, we could do that occasionally as long as I can remember to do that. All right, any other comments? Like I said, we don't have to dwell on this for very long, but we do need to talk about this from time to time because uh, not everyone gets this message and uh, our calls become chaotic at times. So if everyone is on the same page, then I think things will be smoother. Yes, is there? Hi, it's Jojo. Oh, hi, Jojo. Uh, Yeah, on the topic of the weekday and sometimes the Saturday night, but very rarely calls. Uh, I do have a list here of some things we might want to think about. Um, As introduced by one of the other earlier speakers, to harp on the negativity, like we're not getting out of this, or every time you go to a doctor's office, you will be irradiated. Uh, The paranoia producing non-substantiated conspiracy theories should be considered um, off-subject. They're not fact, and they scare a lot of the new people away. Or they give them the idea that there's far more out there that's going to hurt them, and they're overloaded to begin with. Uh, I'd like to go down the little list I have here, if I might. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm going to be muting some people because there's there's a um, there's a yeah, there's time where noise is coming from. So if you do get muted, just start eight, and I'll unmute your line. Sure. Okay, go ahead, Chacha. Um, that was um, one thing. Sometimes that can really turn people off or give them the impression that all those who enter into the calls. Uh, give up hope, all ye who enter here, which is really not where we're at. We do want to help people. Uh, The rest of the list of graphic or explicit sexual language unrelated to TI symptoms should be like off-board. Every once in a while I will hear a religious or biblical admonition used against others. I think those should be reserved for a separate group of a Bible study or something or another group. I've heard the putting down of different Christian sects. I've heard bad comments about Jews, Zionists. I've heard comments about uh, put-downs on people with different sexual preferences designations, or other ethnic groups like Muslims. I think all racial and religious slurs, particularly those against black 
or mixed blood persons or group or non-support for any uh, uh, particular culture or racial group, that should be just automatically banned. It's not just politically incorrect language. It's really hateful. And I'd like to see that like not happen on our calls. Um, just as a side note on a legal thing, every once in a while we get a victim naming a perp by name, location, town. Uh, this could lead to charges of slander or false accusation charges if that person is not, in fact, the person committing what are heinous acts on the on the um, PI. Um, the only other thing I'd like to bring up is I'd like to exclude hijacking of time on the call for other causes or other agendas unrelated to ours. I think we should concentrate on our stuff and leave the discussion of um, uh, other conspiracies or actual events in the background on this. Everybody agrees that it's kind of an open forum or a cafe-style call. That's just about all I have to say uh, on that, uh, Derek. Okay. Well, let me just say that um, I would say that 90% of the calls are... um, 90% 90% of the content is good content um, as far as what I've heard. Um, I would agree. Uh, it's just that um, the, the 10% is what could be discouraging to people that might be calling in for the first time or something like that. And, um, and it's just that if I've gotten a kind of you know, more calls and emails lately about things Anyway, I just thought that, you know, we could, you know, talk things out, whatever that might be. And everyone has a point of view, so, you know, everyone's point of view is welcome. But do you agree we should be polite about any kind of racial or anti-religious? Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, we want to kind of yeah, we go by the, the wayside. People are Derek. entitled to their opinions, but Derek. I don't think that they should be expressed uh, online. Derek, there. Um, yeah. Yeah. When you're stu- when you're studying some of these conspiracies, though, um, they are the real truth, and the the media has uh, spun it a whole completely different way. But if you if you really study it, you know that they are the truth. And what you notice about the different conspiracies when you get a consensus of all of them is that they use the word nut or mentally ill or something as to um, defame and cover up the crime. And the message is, is that they are doing the same thing to us. So it's really not off topic it's it's on topic they're using you know in a number of conspiracies mentally ill and and um a nutcase 
are the lone assassin to, um, you know, cover up the truth. And that's why I think it, it it's important to bring them up. Hello, this is Connie. I would um, echo, ditto what uh, Corey just said. And um, as for what JoJo just said, I think it is important to talk about, like, Agenda 21 and what that's all about because many TIs are like, they don't know about it and they need to look up the information just like they need to look up information about the Lily Wave and Dr. Patrick Flanagan and the Neurophone. So there's a lot of things that tie into the, all this targeting. And if you say, well, I don't want to offend anybody, you're really taking the freedom out of FFCHS. It's not meant to um, offend anyone, but the information is out there, like Corey said, in numerous, um, not mainstream media, but off-stream media, it's, it's well-documented that it's out there. So as far as conspiracy theories and who's behind this and what their intentions are, I think some people, it's automatic that they want to know why is this happening to them. They could be a target of opportunity or they could be a judiciary target or something, you know, a FISA target. Um, but I, I don't. I think it's appropriate to talk about Agenda 21, and not only on certain calls, because I think people need to look up that information. I believe. Well, I mean, I, I don't see a problem with, with relevant information. Um, uh, so, uh, someone was speaking. Yes, I was saying Agenda 21 is pertinent. Pat Flanagan and Neurophones are pertinent. It's the other conspiracy theories that everybody is being irradiated by everything when they're in a doctor's office or um, walking down the street constantly uh, that I find produces a level of unsustained paranoia. Which we well, there's, there's one other thing too is that um, when you're when two people that come here, you know, on the other call every night, and they grab the call, they grab control of it, and then if you talk about anything other than what those two people want to talk about, whether or not they talked about it the night before, or whether or not they thought it was appropriate last week. They always claim it's off-topic, and it's not really that they feel it's off-topic. It's really that they want to maintain control of the call. That's what I'm seeing. Because if they oh, can... Really? Even... There's someone you're saying that there's someone wants to that's trying to take over the call or something? Is that what you mean? What do you mean? Yes, yes, because if there's a certain person that comes on every night um, that whenever he comes on or whenever he, uh, he feels that it's basically now everybody needs to shut up because he's got something to say. And even though it's the same thing that we've already heard 50 times, um, anything that we say that's different or want to talk about something different, um, because of his need to control the call, he'll call it off topic. And then he'll get uh, an alliance with the other person that wants to dominate the call. And so... Um, you can't, you basically, it's mob rules. You know, they'll mob you and it's reverse gang stalking. And, and the real reason, which I've said before, is they want to control the call. There's no other reason. 
Well, that would be, that to me sounds like a moderator issue, but let me just say, generally, that would be a moderator issue, but um, as we said before, we do try to try to allow equal time for everybody, and it's not anyone's person's privilege to um, to talk the whole time. So, um, so we want to be be uh, mindful of others that might want to have something to say. And I think you all know who you're referring to. And uh, but anyway, that uh, just, uh, just kind of everybody has to be respectful. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. And I, I just want to say one more thing. Like JoJo gave the example about radiation. Um, you're being radiated as you walk down the street, drive down your car in, in the stores. Well, it's true. We are being radiated, and our government has the most lenient standards compared to many, many other countries, and that's well published. <laughs> that's well known if you look up the information. And people need to protect themselves or they're going to become EMF sensitive like me. And to try to survive in today's environment when you're EMF sensitive is very, very difficult. But the key to targeting, they need frequencies and they need electromagnetic radiation or they can do scalar waves and electrify everything, including the carpet. And uh, so... um, it is really, it's still important that people know that electromagnetic radiation is bombarding us and it's not paranoia. And I think for one TI to call other TIs paranoid is not an appropriate thing. Can I ask you a question? What does EMF, what does it do to you? You said you're EMF, what did you say? E- EMF sensitive. Sensitive. What does it do yeah. to you? It, I, it ranges everywhere from a headache in my right temple to blurred vision to resonance going on in my back, which I think is a microchip. Um, there's other, also other symptoms I get, but the typical ones are blurred vision, a headache in my right temple, and uh, my back. Uh, do, you have bad, uh, do you have red eyes often? Because I think it's, it's affecting my eyes. I get, uh, I'm having really bad allergies in my eyes and upper no, respiratory. But I, uh, no, but I never needed reading glasses until um, I became EMF sensitive, which was in March of 2014. But one thing I, I would like to quickly point out is um, I noticed recently that the carpet fibers were, I know this is a little bit off topic, but it's really important. The carpet mm-hmm. was torn in a number of rooms in a certain Spot, and I think that was intentional so that the when they beam the plasma or whatever scalar, it basically starts electrifying the nylon fibers, and they've been doing that to my room because I shielded everything except the floor. So they started radiating my room from below, and um, I noticed anything that is nylon or polyester actually held a charge 24 hours later my body sensed it, and so did my meters. But so I basically separated all my clothes and kept the cotton and packed up all the anything that was like rayon or polyester or nylon. And I'm going to rip out the carpet and the carpet tax mm-hmm. for this reason. Okay, so you're saying that um, when you're out in public, that you are EMF sensitive, and that is effect. How does that play into your targeting? By, um, are you EMF sensitive as well as being targeted? Is that what you're saying? 
Yes. And okay. and because I think I because I think there's a FISA order on on me to do surveillance. Um, I believe they put a lot of sensors in this house that I'm living in. And like for instance, I noticed there's a lot of cracks by the by the um, what do you call it the trim that goes along the floor. And I, I started shoving aluminum foil and putting sheetrock compound to fill all the cracks. Two days later, somebody um, started opening it up again, and I knew they intentionally opened it up with a tool because they actually slipped and gouged out a part of the, uh, the trim. So I know they don't like me doing that, and I know it's effective in blocking, so I'm doing it on every single floor on, for every single trim. I'm filling all those holes and cracks with aluminum foil and sheetrock compound, and I know it's working because of my EMF sensitivity. Okay. Well, it seems that um, that EMF sensitivity could be playing into some of this. Um, I'm just uh, I'm just guessing. Well, uh, one anyway, last uh, thing. One last yeah. thing, Derek. I think most <clears throat> TIs are probably becoming EMF sensitive to some level because they're being hit so so many times with either lasers and you know what, whatever energies they're being hit with microwave. You know, I've been hit with microwave. I've been hit with a razor laser. You know, a number of a number of um, weapons. And um, anybody is going to become most people are going to become EMF sensitive after you repeatedly get hit by this, but. I had a specific event at work that made me this way, and um, it, it's turning out to be a gift. May I make a comment very quickly? Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, I know that everybody on this call is leading a difficult life. Everyone is. Some more are targeted more heavily. Some are, have a particular physical situation that makes it worse on them. But I think one of the most powerful things that the perps want to do is if we're not already, they want to make us paranoid. And I believe that all these descriptions as to exactly what happens uh, to each person. Now, new people come on and they have to tell their story. They really do. They don't understand that we've heard it before. <laughs> so it's important for them to be able to. But I think it's, it's detrimental for us to sit and listen to people talking over and over and over about how horrible this is and how horrible that is because I think the new people sitting here listening, maybe not saying anything, but they hear all these descriptions about what's going on that they're, the, um, the fiber in your, in your carpet is, is against you, that the, the dust on your, on your floor is against you, this sort of thing, I think can make, make people actually paranoid if they're not already. And I think that's detrimental for us. One thing we have to do is keep our feet on the ground. And um, that's just all I want to say. I think that happens in the call sometimes. We just get yeah, over does. And um, there's, a, there's a lot of focus on what the perps are doing. I noticed that. Mm -hmm. When I talked about the carpet fibers, I think it's important because not everybody is as as extremely EMF sensitive as I am, and they probably won't know that I knew from sitting in my office chair at the FDA, my nylon mesh chair was getting an 1800 hertz charge, and it was going directly to my back. With my tri-field, I measured it off my chair and off my back. 
So when I'm sharing something like that, I think it's important that somebody knows that they can actually get a charge from nylon mesh. I won't share that in the future on Freedom Calls if you don't want me to. That's fine. I'll just share it with certain TIs that I'm friends with. Thank you. Well, I think that it's important that, you know, if people are sharing, um, if possible, if they're sharing some of the um, the, uh, the serious tortures that they're experiencing, that they also share some possible solutions, uh, some things that they have used that, that would help. At least that would give uh, people hope that there is uh, some way, some way for them to get relief. So... Um, I'm just making suggestions so that we can uh, create a, a more positive and more hopeful environment at the calls. Because when we talk about, you know, instance after instance of what the what the perps are doing, then that that disempowers us. You're going to somebody suggest uh, Derek? Yeah. I've heard somebody suggest in the past that perhaps if you kind of make a division of uh, like rooms, you know, kind of like one one call for new TIs, one for the more experienced TIs, and not not just to leave the new ones to themselves, but those who want to, you know, help them and talk with them. Uh, you know, be more patient with them, you know, that they can go on with them to kind of help them and guide them. But more people who are want to be more serious-minded as far as moving along to try to find more answers to to put that on a different call and perhaps maybe to have two calls each night for that purpose. Okay, now that... Um That sounds like an interesting idea. It's just that we probably would not get uh, enough moderators for all of that. Um, however, Joe might want to designate one of his nights uh, specifically for newcomers with questions. We can talk to Joe about that, see what he says. Yeah, yeah, at least one night a week, maybe two, maybe two or three. Yeah, I guess you would have to have more moderators, so maybe you can find volunteers to do that. Derek? Yeah. When a new TI calls you, you could steer them immediately to the group, the support group, geographically close to them or the closest one to them. That would enable the group to do both an evaluation um, as to what is going on with the person and um, kind of introduce them to the fact that there is an ongoing support group that they can contact uh, instead of having them come in cold on the um, the weekday calls. If you could, when they right. call you initially, steer them immediately to the support groups in the nearest geographical location to them. That is uh, uh, that sometimes um, that that is really being handled with the um, with the volunteers. That is not always um, 
something that's available. Uh, we do have a number of, of uh, support groups around the country, but we're by no means covering uh, all the ground. So um, the next um, the next level would be the conference calls. And for those that uh, that do not have support units in their area, um, uh, the conference calls have been made available to everybody that calls. And um, in the support groups, uh, we always, if there's one in their area, we steer them. We try to steer them there. Uh, so actually, we're we're doing both at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do believe that um, you know it could take it could take a while sometimes for um, a person to make contact with their group leader, uh, whereas the calls are immediate. So um, I don't really see uh, I don't really see a problem with with having them join the calls right away. As long as uh, they're hearing things that are relevant to their targeting experience, as long as they are able to um, at, least, at least feel free enough to express what's happening to them, um, I think it'll, I think it'll be okay. Hello, Derek. Yeah. Hello. Oh, hi. Hi. This is Gloria. I just have one quite, one uh, comment to make. Um, sometimes when you're on the call and you're explaining how you're receiving the energy or whatever is happening to you, someone will interrupt you and tell you you're giving misinformation. And what you're explaining is what is happening to you from your perspective. And I've heard them shut people down who were talking it's saying that the person was giving you misinformation. All they have to do is wait until the person finishes explaining what they have to explain and then give their perspective of what they feel about the situation rather than to interrupt someone and stop them from talking. I think that is so rude. And what was happening is I also heard when someone was speaking, they were not giving in misinformation because I had already heard that information maybe through a news something else. And so the rudeness and uh, disrespect, it really is a turn off. That's all I have to say. Oh, okay. Derek, well, can I say yeah. something? Yeah. Right. This is uh, Benjamin. As, as mentioned oh, Benjamin. Before, Hi, Benjamin. Go ahead. Uh, hello, Derek. Uh, as mentioned before, I had a lot of coke, so I'm a little hyper. <laughs> anyway, uh, as uh, 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 Corey mentioned before about the Agenda 21 and the other subjects that are not directly affecting us, is important. Well, keep in, I, I think it's important to keep in mind that the the personal of misdirection, and sometimes people put the Agenda 21 and the other conspiracies that did not directly affect us on a par with the same level as us, and I think one of the perps tactics is um, to, feel, to let us talk about nothing. And sometimes when we get up, up talk about the agendas that don't directly affect us, it 
causes uh, anger in us, which is what they want. And it's a good thing to feel angry about it. But keep in mind that the perps see this weakness and that they love to talk to us about it. And the psychological stuff that they talk about that directly affects us, that really affects us more psychologically. And you should be aware of the psychological manipulation because they, the perps can affect us in ways where subconsciously we don't even know it. And you really should be aware of it. Oh, okay. Well, um, I really not heard uh, Agenda 21 talked about the cause extensively because, uh, mainly because a lot of people are not that familiar with that. Um, I'm not talking uh, specifically about Agenda 21. I'm talking about Agenda 21, cell phone towers, GMOs, all these things are important, but they're not directly affecting us. So it's good to talk well, about Well, cell phone towers, that would be directly. Yeah, that, that, yeah, you're right on that. But the other stuff that, like Agenda 21 and, and other things that are not directly affecting us, it's good to talk about it, but uh, keep in mind uh, a lot of people get angry about it, and the perps want us to feel angry about it. And, just keep in mind that that's part of their uh, that's part of their game. They know what they're doing. That's about it. Yeah, we kind of have to come to a, an agreement as far as what is misinformation. And that can mean a lot. Of, that can mean different things to different people. And so I'm not sure exactly what that would be. Well, any kind of emotions can get the best of us, and the perps make sure that they make us emotionally unstable and make us um, angry, happy, very angry about things that we should be, but keep in mind that they want us to be that way. It's just, well, no matter what we talk about, we should be angry and be aware of our anger, but don't, don't let it, the perps realize that the perps see it as a weakness. It really isn't, but the perps see it that way, and they want to exploit it as much as possible. Yeah, I have a comment, uh, Derek. This is Deborah in Virginia. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we haven't had a shielding call the last three Fridays. Uh, does anybody else hold a shielding call during the week for for new people? Well, there is on Wednesday. Um, sort of they're talking about um yeah the win uh Neil's Wednesday call serves a similar purpose. Okay. Um, I, I didn't see that on talk show. I didn't know if that was advertised his ID number. Uh, I'm not sure if that is advertised. I'd have to check and see if that's on the schedule. Uh I can give that number if anyone's looking for that. But that's uh, that's a public number uh, for uh, for those that that have technical questions, and I guess shielding can be included in that. And I'll have to look up the number for that. Yeah, thank you. I, I would like you to know other guys like. I have a question. I'm gonna Google Agenda 21 when I get off this call. But uh, what exactly is Agenda 21? I kind of missed that somewhere along the line. Just a little uh-huh. brief description. Well, it's the um, United Nations program. Um, I'm not really the expert on that, but um, I can talk uh, more knowledgeable about that than I could. But 
generally speaking, it's um, it's a UN program, and it has to do with um, managing uh, population control, basically. Mhm. Okay. Okay. As far as meals, uh, Wednesday, uh, Wednesday night number. The uh, the the call ID for that is one three two, one two five. Is that six o'clock Pacific time? And that's yeah, six p.m. Uh, Pacific. 9 p.m. Eastern. Okay, so basically we're we're talking about um, just basic courtesy and things like that, which is fine. Um, um, we just have to kind of allow people to uh, to talk and you know and allow people their space and things like that, so. <clears throat> but I can say 90% of the calls that I've listened to, um, they're okay, and people are respectful, they are courteous, and, you know, they do um, give people, allow people time to talk. Uh, Cross talk is sometimes an issue, especially if there's a heated topic. Um, and we just uh, would like to observe the the the, um, the courtesy of allowing a person to finish their statement before you know you speak. And that's sometimes an issue. You know, you know people interrupting each other. So and that's that happens on Saturdays. You know, sometimes also. Derek, do you have any? Um, this is Tomo. Do you have any uh, any further uh, agenda for the media uh, sort of media coverage, like like what you did before with Pete Santilli? It would be really uh, in, uh, important, I guess, to keep uh, working with the media. Yeah. It is. Uh, yeah, we do. Okay. These calls have okay. really changed, though. These calls have changed. Our voices are lower. We need a, um, a motivational person that can really get us going and get us excited and, you know, happy again or, or not really happy because I don't know where the happiness is, but you can choose to be happy in, in certain ways. We need a good motivational speaker. Oh, that would be good if we, if we knew of one. Yeah. We used to laugh on these calls and 
talk and share our experience. And even though we were, were going through uh, rough times, we'd still find things to laugh about. But I think it's just so serious now that nobody wants to laugh too much. Another thing I I thought is that um, is there any forum among the TI attorneys for like some sort of networking? I think uh, TI attorneys should be networking and then maybe possibly work on common project or something. To what Denise, uh, Denise was saying, um, you know, I, I've really not known the the, uh, the cause to be that happy, cheery, and, and laughing. Not that I remember. But sometimes we do get, you know, chuckle about certain things. Yeah. Yeah. Even in spite of, you know, we would. Huh? Even in spite of what we're going through, uh, we used to find, you know, a few things, like you said, to chuckle and laugh about, and laughter is good for the soul. It it really helps, and I probably need to find more of it right now because, you know, I'm being followed. I'm, I have different things going on with me. I have the police are following me now, so, and I'm like, why, why? Right. <laughs> now I think I work at a place where it's plenty of people like me who have just accepted it and. Oh, it's 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 mentally stressful. So I uh, I try to do my best. I'm trying not to shop all the time though, because that relieves stress. <laughs> but then it can cause stress too <laughs> when you get the bill. So and I'm trying to figure it out. Uh, finish this race that we uh, we're in. Yeah, police following might be caused by some, uh, there's sort of like a wrongful incrimination enterprise going on that that's one of the proper tactics is to like uh, make you wrongfully, well, wrongfully incriminate you and, and make innocent person look like a, a like a criminal. So they might file like false complaints about you or something. But uh, somehow they might claim that they don't want to press charge against you, so <laughs> or make an anonymous report or something like that. That happened to me before, so I think it happens. It's one of the props tactics. Um, yeah, I think I think that um, you know if we could, you know, I've really not found a um, a TI comic or anything like that. But you know, something that someone that could inject humor would always—I uh, would say—it would be a good thing. I've not really encountered that very often here. And sometimes uh, humor is misinterpreted. So, yeah, you have to have the right people. It was—it used to be some people on the calls where we could get some, you know, get some laughter, even if we had to make a crack on the perpetrators. And the um, the handlers or whatever they want to call themselves, the gang stalkers, and you know it would be it, the calls would would um, help a little bit to laugh. But I, I'm on a couple of calls 
Um, okay, well, I just remember. That. <laughs> but, uh, I just remember those know. times. I also remember being awful upset and mad too, and I'm still that way. I'm so disappointed, and I'm sure everyone is. I think some of us are exposed to a lot of uh, technologies that um, can help, but some people, they hear the information and they don't take advantage of it. I know that there's a certain percentage of people who actively get, you know, if there's a, a meter that they're exposed to, they'll buy it. If there's magnets, they'll buy it. If there's a grounding strap, they'll buy it. And there's a lot of other people that hear a bunch of things, and, and you find out they don't actually take advantage of it. So it's frustrating to keep, you know, hearing the repeat of the information, and meanwhile, they're not actually pursuing it. And one of the things that um, I think is extremely important is the uh, negative ion generator. Because you guys are saying, you know, we're depressed and all that. And, yeah, because they are purposely doing something to the air. And the negative ion generator will counteract it. But, yeah, if you don't go out and buy it, it won't matter if we say it on the call 3,000 times. You're not going to ever buy the generator, so you're, not gonna, you're still going to be depressed. Oh, that's a good point. That is a good point. Because uh, the perpetrators are actually, and really, um, this really cannot be stressed enough, that perpetrators are attacking TIs on so many levels. And um, I think the ion gener- the positive ion generator would be a good idea. Now, where do you purchase that at? Because I, I don't have one of those. I have a grounding... Uh, grounding wire that I got from uh, Dwight, but I don't have a negative ion generator. Where do you buy those? Well, I mean, you just kind of Google it, and you can, you can purchase something like that online. Okay. Okay, Derek, can I say something else? One more thing. I've been doing this for 10 years now, or, or targeting for a lot more, but um, we come up with new ideas. The new idea, you put your money into new ideas and then they go around it or something else happens. So I think that's why people hesitate to put their money into these things every time somebody comes up with it. If they know for sure that it's a good good thing, I would suggest that maybe you put it in the newsletter. Tell us it's a good thing if we know for sure that it is. But I can listen to those uh, um, shielding calls and they go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And it makes no sense to me when they talk about this frequency or that frequency. I know that there are a lot of people like me because we're just not that technologically um, astute. But when you know something's good, say so. Big big time headline letters and let us know. I want to put money into that. But I put... Uh, I'm I'm letting you know, right? I'm not finished. I'm I'm not finished, okay? I spent $40 on a negative ion... Uh, blanket, it came in about the size of a shawl, and I used it for absolutely nothing. So if this generator works, somebody let me know, but I'd like for it to go through Derek so it can be verified. Okay, I'm letting you know right now from per- firsthand experience that this Multitech XJ3000C air purifier, it's a negative ion generator, um, 
it's only a it's about $129 works now it's this i'm not bringing up every single technology you don't hear me on the calls telling people you must buy this copper you must buy this every single day but this thing whether or not you're getting targeted it's still the um the chemtrails and everything is indicating to me that this is a technology that you want to have, um, and it's not that much money. Um, you could probably get yes, a better yes. one, but $129 is a lot of money when you don't have any. Trust me. Right, and they target our bank account. I mean, well, it, it, it okay. Let let me put it like this: it is a lot. Um, so if you can save up for it, but, um, yeah, again, if you don't have any money, it's a lot, but Corey, it's could, a you just, could, you, could you describe that again? I want to write it down because I want to get it. Okay. It's, uh, now I'm not, let me just make this clear. Mm-hmm. Whenever you have a Toyota, you, you like a Toyota, you're going to tell everybody to get a Toyota. Mm-hmm. You could still get a Honda. It's probably just as good. So this is not necessarily you must buy this particular thing. I'm not saying that. Mm -hmm. This is the one I happen to have. It's the Multitech XJ3000C air purifier. Multi, I'm sorry, I'm not, Multitech. You have to say that a little bit slower. Um, Okay. Okay, if if you go to surroundair.com. Surroundair.com, okay. S U R R O U N E A I R, and then uh, it's the Multitech XJ three thousand C. Um, you might be able to get it for less. So once you okay. you know once you look at it, mm-hmm. then try to look at you know do okay. searches to see if you can get it. Or having to match a price or what you know anything you they have right. a, a toll free number if you want to order it it's one well yep I'm sorry just the normal numbers eight 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 one two one five one six okay okay now, just to let you know real quick I'm almost done. Just to let you know, I happened to buy it, and I don't remember when. I bought it for about $17 less, so I don't remember where I saw it at. But I had these people send it to me. They were willing to match the price. So I, I would encourage you to look it up. Very good. Okay. Um, one more thing. Uh, could you describe what it does? Okay. Um, it basically... When it adds the negative ions back into the air, this is my understanding of it. If I'm if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. It adds the ne- they take out the negative ions and it adds them back in. That's that's also it does what it also it does is it removes pollutants, um, dust, allergies, mold, microorganisms, cigarette smoke, odors, chemicals, bacteria. Um, because of the cleaning technologies that it has. Um, there's like three settings on it. Um, 
low, high. So I, when I, how I use it is I just use it at night um, when I sleep and uh, close the r- door of my room and uh, small room. So. Thank you. Okay. Um, does it, uh, does it give off? Does it send a pulse? Does it, or, or does it just uh, emit the ions? Um, I don't know about. I don't think it's a pull. It's not like the Q wave, if that's what you're thinking about. Maybe so. Okay. Yeah, the Q wave is a different product. Um, they have the Q wave Defender. It's like five hundred dollars. That's a different organization, but um, I don't know that. I can't say that that's worth five hundred. Um, I'm not okay. saying well, it's worth. Well, actually, I wasn't. Well, all right. And I was just wondering about the the ions, if that was if that shoots a beam or not. So that's okay. No, I don't think it shoots a beam. Okay, we're about uh, two hours into our, our podcast this evening, and basically we've been talking about the calls. And uh, I just wanted to get um, get a few things on the table so that we can clarify some things, so that we can. Uh, the calls during the week could be smoother. I'm, tr- I'm not certainly not trying to single out in, any individuals. This was not any type of uh, 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 event like that. But we're just trying to make the calls uh, more uh, smooth, you know, run more smoothly uh, because Joe is not always at the call, so we're pretty much have to at times. Uh, moderate ourselves if you know those that are that are at the calls. So to make that to to facilitate that, just maybe uh, to get some ground rules where everybody is on the same page, so that uh, we can that would give us a greater uh, chance of keeping things running smoothly more often. So um, this has been kind of a build up over the past few months, and so I just thought you know, we would just kind of lay everything out on the table and talk about it. So, um, and I've been getting calls, I've been getting, you know, emails, and it's just been kind of a build-up over the past few months. And I just wanted to kind of lay things on the table, as I said, so that we can address things one by one and um, in a way that is in a civil environment you know, because because some people have been kind of blowing up at the calls at certain times, and we'd rather for that not to happen. Uh, so, what we like to see is is you know everyone getting along and uh, agreeing to on um, to certain terms to facilitate that. Well, Derek, one thing um, to keep in to keep in mind is that. Just because you don't agree with somebody or you don't like somebody doesn't equal that they're a perp. That's one of the main things. I think people, as soon as they decide they don't like them, then they they don't they, they don't just say, well, yeah, I don't agree or with him or I don't like him. They switch them into that category and then they tell everybody else, which is you know misrepresentation. You know what I mean? Yeah, we should probably use that word sparingly. Um, because um, I don't know if anyone that has definitive proof of somebody being a perp, 
and we should probably only use that as if we have definitive information. And I just I I really hear that uh, too often myself. Uh, in the ten years I've been doing that, I've not been able to say that any one person is definitely a perp. Um, there are people there are people that I can I suspect, of course. But as far as being able to to prove that uh, uh, definitively, I've not been able to do that with anyone. Um, but anyway, just you know, to keep things running smoothly, and so that everyone um, has a chance to speak, and so that um, our calls will be looked at more favorably as places as a refuge for those that that need um, some type of uh, uh, downtime if they need a, um, a safety valve or something like this, depending on what's going on in their life. And that happens quite a bit in our community. There are. There are people that, you know, are just really pressurized at times and they need a place that they can escape to. So, you know, we want to keep the cause open as a refuge for those that uh, that need a place to relax and to be among friends and to be um, among people that understand what's, what's happening with them. So anyway, that's all I'm saying and uh, just so that we can create an understanding and an understanding environment at the call. Basically, that's all this is about. So, okay, we're about two hours into our topic, and we're probably about ready to switch to general topics. Uh, anything uh, is on the table. Any issues that anyone would have? Um, hi, there, this, hi there, Derek. This is Linda. Yeah. Hi, hi yes. Hi there. I just wanted to add to what you were talking about in regard to chat rooms and people on the telephone, uh, you know, we do need to have more respect and compassion. And a lot of times people come to these calls and right away they insult, they cuss each other out, they're disrespectful. Uh, there's a lot of perps and trolls around. In my call last week, uh, was the first time I ever saw there were 33 unknown callers in my room at one 33, time, 33, Keith was in the wow. room. He was able to screenshot it for me, and there were others in my room. We have never seen this type of perking, and uh, there was a half of these unknown callers had their hand up to speak. So we recognized this person's uh, um, voice, uh, a person who has been around talk show for a long time, as a perp. These people are very sophisticated with their computer programs. So I just wanted to warn the other moderators you may be getting this type of thing. And it's very distressful when we open up rooms and we try to help people. You know, in my case, I like to give everybody a chance to speak and also to support them and to try to talk about ways to cope, ways to, you know, not give up hope and to help each other and so forth. That's what I do. We're all different. We do different things. Oh, I'm sorry. Here's that. Okay. I, uh, I just opened somebody's line and a lot of noise came through, so I have to mute the person back. So, uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Linda. Yes. So I just wanted to mention, you know, it's very unfortunate when we have members within our own community uh, who attack us for no reason. I was called 
foul names. It's in my chat room. You could see my chat grabbers. Uh, F U Linda, and, you know, you are B I T A, you know, from members in our own community. Anyway, that, that kind of stuff needs to stop. It's not a contest. Uh, people will have the choice to go to different rooms, whatever they feel comfortable with. And like that lady was saying earlier, it's nice when we laugh sometimes, when we right. can just enjoy ourselves and be together. Oh, there's that echo again, Derek. Anyway, I think I might want to try doing something like that, having a scheduled show where we just come and kick off our shoes and relax and talk about old times or good things and, and laugh and so forth, enjoy and share, you know. So that might be something that I think I might do. And I'll let everybody know what day I'll do that. To laugh. Oh, yeah. Let me know how that goes. It's a hair. That would be a good idea. Yeah. Talk about memories, things we've discovered. Because you know what? We are all on this individual, personal journey. Every single one of us. We all had different things happen to us. We're all targeted for different reasons. And we are attacked in different ways. But you know what? We are survivors. We are all still here, all right? So I believe that we still need to live. We need to wake up and count our blessings. You know, we made it through another day. <laughs> and we still need to laugh. And we still need to enjoy. So anyway, I just wanted to pipe in real quick, Derek, and, uh, you know, share that with the community. And I'm going to open up a call after this call is over for those who want to continue talking because this is something I think we need to do. We need to stop uh, being so negative and angry and, and, and turn on each other. We need to be together on the same page trying to help. Oh, this is a, an attack on humanity. We're dealing with artificial intelligence, a computer system, and other unknown technology and a satanic agenda. So, you know, I believe we better prepare, <laughs> get strong, and not give up. So, anyway, I just wanted to share that with you, Derek, and thank you so much. Can you Talk tell us what the number is going to be? Can you tell us what the yeah. Okay. Yes. The, the room number is 124-150. Again, 124-150. And that room will be open for those who want to continue talking. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. I agree. We used to laugh. We used to share kind of ridiculous things that perps would do, you know, and we would laugh about it. I remember that. Yeah, that's a good thing. Yeah, that was a fun thing. Yeah. So I think we should start doing that, you know, have a weekly show or a couple of times a week, and uh, we can talk about these things. We can make little notes during the week what we're going to share, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Could I also make a suggestion as far as, as the people that talk at the uh, during the calls, some people do seem to um, their comments they they come across as absolute fact, and sometimes it can get so depressing. And we're told we're going to be um, uh, uh, perped until we die, and it just and people get very scared. Could we maybe preface? Could we ask people to preface what they say with sort of a disclaimer, like this is my opinion? as opposed to this is absolute fact. You know what I'm I saying? Agree. 
I yeah. agree. Yeah. Oh, we do well, not that's that. That would at least soften that uh, statement, that type of statement. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because nobody is the expert, all right? <laughs> yeah. and, 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 you know, everybody's, like I say, targeted differently, and everybody has a different uh, reaction to it. And unless, and someone have, can, unless someone can tell the the future, absolutely, exactly. then they don't know what's going to happen. That's right. So, so we, so it's too depressing to be told we're going to die with that's being right. tortured. You know. Well, hey, but you know what? We're all born and we're all going to die. We just yeah. don't know when. In the meantime, you know, we need to live one day yeah. at a time. That's right. We need to find some some type some form of life, even if it you know, look at your grandchildren or or your children and find some joy in that because we know what we're going through. I agree. You can't ignore the truth. I hate to ignore the truth because even as bad as it is, if it's true, it's true. Yeah. True. But we define. I'm trying to find, you know, in, in this too. But there's always hope. We just mm-hmm. that. And we have beautiful families, and we can try to, if you don't have a beautiful family, if you don't have family, try to find somebody to love because the perpetrators hate love. It's almost the opposite of, it's like, it's okay. good and evil. It's good and evil. And if we choose what's good, then that only hurts them, you know. Um, right. I'm trying to get on the right track with this, and I need you guys. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, we need each other to do that. That's right. Right. Yep. Linda, in terms of um, your calls that you had, in all of these calls that showed um, that the, I guess it was the phone that was blocked. Um, what I have experienced with my phone is I make calls to relatives or, or you know, family members, and sometimes it seems like that that it's not really that person. So there is voice recognition uh, software out there where um, conversations can be altered. I know that um, I am having a lot of problems with um, communications all over, including emails and um, someone trying to access um, my bank account. And um, uh, it's, you know, but communications definitely uh, is a problem (coughs) in how things can be altered. They can. They mess with us in every way, and with our telephones, our computers, uh, uh, any type of communication. Uh, I agree. They they can uh, uh, own your voice. Yeah. A prime example. The other day, the other day I was in um, listening to I think it was Karen's call, and um, I noticed that um, East Virginia was on the call, and she was just talking regular, and. Somebody, um, so I, I, you know, I kind of was switched over to Joe's call to listen to see what's going on. Right after that, um, there was a message that played through 
that was a recording of what East Virginia said on most likely a different day and maybe switch some words around or something like that. And it was played through Joe's call. And I, so that's why I knew it couldn't have been her, right? Because she was just, she was already talking on the other call. And everybody and all bunch of people in the room started speculating and jumping to conclusions and gang, reverse gang stalking her and talking bad about her when in fact she wasn't actually doing what they said that she was doing. And it was unknown, I think, my belief is like what Linda was talking about, about the unknown. The unknown caller is the one with the um, that machine that they have, and they were they rework your uh, your voice, and, and they play it back. Makes me wonder who I've called, or, or who has received phone calls from me thinking it was me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know what That's you're saying. That's a little scary. I can tell you guys a scary, uh, well, it's not scary. It actually kind of brought joy. They thought they were hurting me, and it brought joy to me because I lost I lost a son about eight years ago to leukemia, which I don't feel he would have had leukemia if they hadn't tested some drug on me, and that's a whole other story. Maybe we'll have a call where we can tell our stories again, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Different calls. That's, that's That's really good. But um, yeah. they play, they have these recordings, and these recordings go way, way, way back. Technology is just, has just taken over, and, and it's not always good. Mostly it's, it can be used, it's bad, and we all know that. But they play my son's voice. They play times when he's talking, and he passed away in February, so it's getting ready to come up, and it's really hurtful to me. But um, they play his voice sometimes. And it actually brings joy to me. So as um, long as they don't play it too much, if they overdo it, then I'm going to have a fit. But um, that, you know, so it can be, they do a lot of, lot of stuff, a lot of, lot of stuff with voices to me. They'll, they'll talk, you know, use other people's voices around me and make me answer and people look at me. But people know, people around me, they know because, you know, these perpetrators, these people talk loud, and people know, and they have just ignored them in my town, in my area, my family, and everybody. And and some people will agree with me now. It's coming out a little bit more, but, um, you know, they'll be punished for this in the end. And, and, and if they don't ask for forgiveness, they won't be going to the places where we're going. So that's. Yeah, and I I also noticed that um, when I opened up some of my emails, uh, right before my eyes, I was going to examine um, a draft that I was considering on, on sending out an email, and I tried to open that up, and as soon as I did, it disappeared. Uh, all of the drafts disappeared. Same I had with that. three mm-hmm. single cents email I have ever sent was wiped out right before my very eyes. Yeah, I've had that. I've had that. Mhm. You know, it's not it's not just not right. But I don't know what who who feels that it's right. And are they getting permission to do this or is this their little game that they're doing when their little leaders leave the house or the box or whatever they're in? 
I, I think a lot of it is uh, these perpetrators are, are just thugs and they get bored and they start doing things. And I know, I know, I know some things, but, you know, I try not to be too negative, but we just got to hang in there, you know, and try to do the best we can. That's all we can do. Well, how long have you been um, uh, a target? I have been targeted for probably 34 years. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, yeah, I, I have. And I didn't uh, know it first, and yeah. it took me a long time to realize, I definitely need to realize that it's government and military related. I worked at an army ammunition plant, and uh, uh, mine was, it was done in a doctor's office. I received a microchip and so on and so forth for nothing. I went for a regular visit. wasn't a darn thing wrong with me, and I had lies told on me, and made me to look like, uh, and I, I'm a nice-looking lady, and just made me to look like I was just this big hostess ho-ho. And, <laughs> and uh, just, you know, I, I've had 24 years of marriage. I'm not married anymore, but um, they want me to get get on out there, you know. They want something to listen to and laugh about, but I had a good marriage. Three beautiful children, one in heaven now. And so, you know, I take my time getting back out there. I don't miss anything. So they're really mad at me right now. But, yeah, I've been targeted. And my my husband, my ex-husband, he also worked at the same place I worked. So. Um, Do you think he's involved? He was probably targeted. No, he was probably oh. targeted. He's against them. He he was probably targeted also but didn't know. Everyone thinking it's me being the targeted individual because this family uh, that uh, worked out there and was running in and out of the big wigs office, this dad who was military also, and I think he chose me because he, he was a pervert. And um, I was only 22 years old, and um, he goes on from there. But him and his son and uh, – no, no, no. And they haven't left me alone since. But supposedly he says he got fired. I said you got, he, I call it recruit. I just don't give them any credit for having a job. I say they're just flunkies that have been recru- recruited. But I know that some of them do get gift cards. I tease them, you know. That's my way of getting through this. And uh, I'm kind of getting out of that now. But I tease them. I'm like, you get you you doing all this for a gift card, a keg of beer on Fridays, you know, a bag of weed or whatever, you know. I live my life honest and clean, and so does, did my family, and their family don't. So I take pride in that, and I'm sure it burns them. I'm sure it, it eats away at them. So you know, it's some. Yeah, Mine has been going on about 13 years now, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have been uh, trying to get some medical assistance. Um, mm-hmm. I have been suffering with some very severe breathing problems and uh, possibly pneumonia. And uh, to give you an example, and it's comical, I mean, I go to one doctor um, and I'm running a 99.8 temperature, and then I go to another doctor within a couple of hours, 
and it's 96 degrees. Hmm. And um, I've had the the same problem with the blood pressure. Uh, I'll go to a doctor and they say you need to have blood pressure medication. And then I'll go to the pharmacist in pharmacy and they'll take my blood pressure and it's very low. So what is it? <laughs> you, you know, I, low uh, I hear you. I hear you. I have a machine at home. I was going to say, I was going to suggest getting a blood pressure machine, but you know what? It, mine's is wacko at home mm-hmm. because they do things to my body, to the inside of my body. So sometimes mm-hmm. it works and then sometimes it doesn't. And it took me a while to figure that out. Mm-hmm. But, um, oh, and um, uh, an insurance company was going to line me up with a doctor. <laughs> I found it very comical that they lined me up with a pediatrician. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's a drink company for him. <laughs> oh. Say, I'm not a child. Did you tell him you're not a child? <laughs> I mean, I have been needing medical attention, and I have been blocked. Bottom line. Well, we. I'll pray for you. What's your name? Uh, I'm Susan. Susan. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'll add you to my and prayer. And be terrified because uh, Doris uh, lives just within about a mile of me. She's also, I believe, on the call. And um, I have got huge tumors all over my body, and uh, she has um, felt them. So uh, one of the tumors on the back of my head is two inch in diameter wow. on the back of my head. But there's nothing wrong, right? Oh, but it, and it's a miracle that you're you're talking and 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 you've survived like you are. You know, for all of us. I have my next door neighbor has little tumors all over her body. And I don't know. I think my whole, a lot of people on my block are targeted, just like a lot of people at work are targeted. It's just one miserable something. I would say, well, if I didn't have the good Lord in my life, I don't know what I would do. And I know some people don't believe, but I do. And that's, that way, that's what gets me through. So I'll be... when, when you try to get medical attention and you're assigned a pediatrician, I you know. That's... You got to keep on, keep on uh, going along with it, right? You got to keep on pushing till you get the right answer. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, and take supplements. Take good stuff for you, because I'm, I'm challenging my breathing. I'm, I'm, my lungs and my respiratory are challenged. I have bad allergies, and I think it's it's all of this stuff. I think it's all of this EMFs and all this, all these rays, and I just lose track of all the names anymore. But um, I take uh, I take different things, and it helps. When I stop taking them, I can tell. After about two weeks, I can tell. So that's how you know it's working. Okay. And, well, lately, uh, Susan and I have been, this is Doris in Washington. Hey, Derek. And, 
I'm, I'm hanging in there. I'm being salted, you know, I guess, and with the mystic playful words, assaulted, you know. Um, oh. They're doing felony assaults against me, but they're throwing salt in my mouth and in my food and my drink. And I went to Susan's house, who lives near me, and in her backyard. Uh, Susan, would you like to tell me a story about Oh, she's popping a little. But um, at any rate, she had salt that was in her pot for a um, flower, a flower pot. And they, the, she called the police, and they sent over a police sergeant, I think he was, named Salter, Officer Salter. No, that was a different in, incident. Um, I oh, that was so Yeah, Yeah, but he had not seen you know, the pot. That was concerning something else. But his name was Salter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you had salt, yeah, clearly, in your backyard there. And I get salted in my house. I mean, they, Susan has seen my videos of my head being cut and sliced, you know, by drones that are cloaked by human beings who are cloaked in my house. And she's seen all that. And, uh, you know, the physical cuts are real, and so this is very concerned. You know, it concerns me so much because where I live is across from the school, and there are children out there, you know. And so if they're testing this on and perfecting it on us today, it's them tomorrow. Well, um, I would like to add, Doris, that, um, and and to share this with the rest of the crowd, um, Doris has measured burn spots, patterned burn spots on my face, um, and uh, they do measure three quarters of an inch apart. So uh, this is not a laughing matter for sure. No, it is, and and the salt taste I googled. Uh, you know, poisons that taste like salt or or a salty taste, something like that. And, I mean, it's like mixed with rat poison, aluminums, tins, metals, but it will give you a salty taste. Um, So they can poison you slowly. They're just like poisoning you slowly. I had to put away some more d'oeuvres that I was eating on yesterday. I come home today, they poured water into my food, and mm. so it's, you know, unsafe to leave, you can, and that's no way to live, you know, in, in America on free soil, you know. Mm. Well, we're not free, that's true. Well, our liberties are being uh, spied on, upon, you know, like as in the Bible, you know, they spy upon your liberties. And that's what's happening, you know, the Statue of Liberty. I'm surprised she's still standing because we don't have any liberty here. You know, it's really sad, and no justice is not for all. You know, I saw a movie the other day that had the Statue of Liberty, and it had a uh, a satellite tower in her, in her uh, crown. But I don't know if that was true or not. I said it might be true. You know, what they put out here in these movies, are they're showing us what's mm-hmm. to come or what they want to come. These imaginations are just just running rampant. And th- she had a satellite tower in her crown. Yeah. Like, oh, my well, goodness, I bet that's real. 
I would it not probably doubt. It probably is. It probably is. Um, uh, there's a movie that's called Hollow Man, uh, H-O-L-L-O-W, Man. And he, like, you know, he's a scientist, and they work on this invisible cloaking stuff. And, uh, yeah, you guys have to see it because in it, you know, he takes off his body suit that his other, other scientists had made for him so they could see and know where he was. And he takes it off and goes out one night. He rapes his neighbor. Okay. I mean, it's like all the stuff he was out doing, messing with people, doing this, doing that. It's like exactly what we experience, you know, with the cloakers. Mm. Oh, a hollow man. Hollow man. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Hang in there. Hang in there. Yeah, my sanctuary of strength is in the Lord, and that's the only reason I'm standing, because as much as they've cut my head, you know, yeah. I mean, it's just, I shouldn't be standing. Yeah. You're strong, though. You've beat them, you know. Their weapons, uh, no weapon formed against us shall prosper. I believe that. You know, we're going to win in the end. We're the winners anyway. It is. It's spiritual warfare just before the tribulation. You know, all this stuff breaks out. And it just gets, it's going to get worse, you know, because we war against not the flesh and blood people, but against the principalities, you know, and the evil and wickedness in high places. And so these people who are doing this are behind the gangs talking. You know, they're your local townspeople. In this town, it's called the organization. And I know that because they harassed my brother, um, sent uh, naked pictures of teenagers to my my nephew who's 13, okay. Um, then they my brother put it out like public so it could go public, and he, he got the guy's phone number and called him up and said to stop sending the porno pictures over, you know, the cell phone to my son. And he said, we are called the organization. You better get used to it. This is how we do it. What state do you live in, if you don't mind me asking? What's what now? What state do you live in? Washington State. Washington State? Yeah. I'm in Kennewick, Washington. Yep, and every town has, like, one of those groups. They just have, you have to figure out the name, whatever it is for. Like, in this, they have it kind of disguised in the gang stalking talk. I thought, you know, language of... um, you know, like, oh, we um, train you, you know, to do things in the community, but it, it's not specific. You know, it just kind of hints around. It's not specific about anything. Uh, you must volunteer your time uh, to go out into the community and to help make certain that our community remains historical. You know, like the old ways of when women were submissive, you know, to the men when slavery was going on, you know, when just evil, wicked, darkness rules. And that's they don't want to change that. The, there's a, you know, a population out there that hates America, but they'll pretend like they're part of America. Their businesses aren't going too well. They probably owe a lot in taxes, so they sell out to do this gang-stalking and harassment of people in the community. And they have to volunteer so many hours in order to have business in the downtown core of a city. 
you know, and boys to school, they would say, they're going to kill you, they're going to kill you. Well, you know, I'm already dead with, uh, you know, holes in my head. So, I, you know, I have to let people know, you know, what I research, what I learned, um, the pictures I have, you know, the video I have, and then the physical damage, which now no doctors will call me back now. They used to go along, you know, I would talk about electronic harassment and, you know, all the whole experience of what we were all the government harassment and torture. And they understood and they, you know, went along. But now it's like mm-hmm. I can't get a doctor's appointment suddenly. They probably got a hold of them. I bet. I know last time I was in with my doctor because he kind of went along with me and he understood and, he said, you need to update your material. And then when I started updating my material, that's when I found FFCHS and I found, uh, um, what was it, um, electronic, uh, something I thought was really going to help me, but that man about fussed me out. He was so scared. It was uh, something, oh, something in New York that had to do with electronic uh, stalking. And he said, I cannot help you, ma'am. Stop calling me. And he was an organization, and I got it from a, an article in the paper. And that man got had a fit because I think they had probably really threatened threatened him. And I called him like three times, and finally he said, go to your Internet, go to your Internet. And I didn't have a computer at that time. And when he said, go to your Internet, I knew that man had been threatened and scared out of his wits. And so that's when I took to the Internet and got Internet savvy, and I found um, – um, I found Derek, and I found um, a group in California, which I heard they had them arrested, called We the People Will Not Be Microchips. And they have a group. They have a movement. And I heard that they got, uh, they would, um, uh, I heard they got uh, arrested. I can't even think straight. They, they messed with my head so, so much. Um, yeah, they would picket and all of that, and I heard that they got, a lot of them got arrested and they broke down their organization. Okay. And this, this girl at work told me, she said, whoever you're talking to on these conference calls, she said, they'll just break down their organization. And and a lot of people, a couple of people will come up to me and let me know that they're aware. But I guess it's best to shut your mouth and work, I guess. I don't know. I try not to talk about it at work too much, but I work for a government, I'm a government contractor, so. Oh, I see. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's organized crime anyway, because even if we were to catch the people, the persons who were doing this, they'd have to probably be the subcontractor or the contractor who we sue, because the federal government, we couldn't really sue them because they have the contractors, you know, they contract out to an individual. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I've, I've read articles that that's who's, who, who they use to work for them, too, and to watch over people. So I just, I don't know. But it's not only what I, what I say is it's just not government jobs either. It can be any, anything, medical field. Yeah. IBM, computer field, any field. So you got to work. And that's how they got us, goods and services. And it mentions that also biblically. Goods and services. You got to live, you got to eat, you got to have a roof over your head. And 
And I know, thank God, I do have a little bit of retirement coming in case something happens there. And I don't know. I try not to live under stress, but you go to work and you, you work in an environment that you don't know what's going to happen from day to day or when they're going to turn on you. One day they're nice to me, the next day they, I don't know. I think they get a, I think they get a text message how to treat me. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know, I go to I work and everybody's getting, I'm like, oh, Oh, it must be be mean to me today, and then the next day it's being nice to me. And I'm like, I don't know. Forget y'all. <laughs> you know, y'all are in the same boat I'm in, probably. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, if it rains, guess what? We both step outside the Target and the handler. We're both gonna get wet. Yeah. So I'm not understanding, you know, why yeah. they would they would have to hate their country first of all in order to hurt or harm or kill another American on American soil. You have a problem if you're working for any government, anything that's even attached to it and you're out there doing this on free soil. You know, that's just not us. And then to say it's a democracy and then go around the world and tell others how to live when you're torturing your own right here at home. I'm sorry, that just makes it all null and void, you know, about America the beautiful, you know. Yeah, that's true, that's true. Is Derek still on the call? Derek, my fellow. Michael, is that you? <laughs> yes, sir, it is. Uh, I'm uh, I tomorrow. Like Michael, you're still there? Yeah, yeah. I, was just, I thought you said, oh, give me a second. And uh, I thought you were doing something. No, uh, I said but, I thought I recognized your voice. Oh, I got that old weird uh, country sound voice, you know. Uh, but I'm sorry about that. But uh, Oh, that's okay. I, I you know, tomorrow, tomorrow I'm going to a uh, a candidate that's running for presidency, uh, 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 speech, and uh, I was invited uh, to uh, come and listen to her. And after that, we're supposed to have a uh, an NFL Super Bowl uh, talking and party, you know, wherever, you know. And uh, uh, I've been pondering on. Uh, I, I'm going to bring up the subject about directed energy weapons, and no, I am. You know, and I want I want to I want to say it in a in a, in a um, mature uh, you know uh, not harsh but uh, strong enough to to draw her attention. You know, and um, you know, I, only thing I come up with I mean is what I'm being hit with uh, a directed auditory weapon, and uh, and. Uh, I wonder what she may have, how she may attack it, or what she will think of it. You know, but I know I got to get it out to her somehow. You know, what do you? How how should I approach that? Oh well, uh, so many uh, so many variables. Uh, what uh, what? Is she is she running for? You said she's running for president. Yes, uh, yes, sir. Yeah. She's uh, well, uh, Senator Warren. Okay, what party is she with? 
She's with the Democratic Party. Okay. Is um really is she already in office? Yes, sir. She's a senator, I think, over uh, uh, Wisconsin or somewhere like that. Oh, she's a senator. Okay. Well, I mean, you could you could introduce the topic to her, Michael. But to be honest, the um, the target individual issues um, these are not campaign campaign issues for uh, candidates. It's not going to get them votes. I just want her. I just want her to uh, to draw some attention to it. You know, uh, I mean, uh, here we have. Uh, all these uh, terrorism going on, you know, uh, in other countries, and uh, our uh, little weak people that uh, stalk us, you know, is uh, they may uh, not be warriors, but they're uh, uh, little cowards, you know, with a weapon, you know, and um, yeah, well, I mean, Michael, it wouldn't, it would not hurt for you to tell her, give her this information. But to be realistic, it's not something that is actionable for her. I mean, just look at the current president. How many times have we written and called and talked to him or tried to? Um, Yeah, but I I think I'd, you know. uh, Okay, now you say you're having a a meeting of some type with her. Is this this a one-on-one? No, 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 no. It's a, it's a, it's a, 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 a speech meeting. You know, oh, uh, speech. okay. She is she is incumbent. She is she's already senator. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh well. Um, you can you can talk to her if you like. Uh, however, um, we have talked to members of Congress about this issue. We've talked to committee members about this issue. True. We've talked to the. Uh, Actually, we've even spoken directly to um, the uh, the chairman of the Senate Intelligence Committee. Uh, that's Diane Feinstein. I think she's uh, she's the minority leader right now, but she at the time she was the chairman of the Senate Intelligence Committee. Yeah. Um, so we could not get any, uh, for, you know closer to uh, someone who could actually have a direct effect upon our issues, she uh, ultimately refused to... to, uh, to What her reasoning was, someone actually had a face-to-face meeting with her. It was a dinner. Talk to her directly. It's a dinner dinner that we're supposed to have, too. Because uh, we're going to have... One hour uh, of uh, listening to her, and uh, then we're all going to sit down and uh, have a uh, chili and hot wings and watch the Super Bowl. Okay. You know? Well, you could you could try to talk talk to her while she's watching the Super Bowl. I don't know. I'm not sure how much attention she will pay to you, Michael, uh, with this. But anyway, even if she gave you her full attention, what I'm saying to you is that we have spoken to someone who was the chairman of the Senate Intelligence Committee. And she declined to help us. Um, What committee does this lady serve on? 
I don't know exactly uh, all about her. I don't. She's a newcomer to me. Uh, um, I was just uh, fascinated that she picked out Birmingham to uh, to uh, come and speak to you. You know, and uh, I didn't know uh, how what to think about it because she's the first uh, uh, presidential runner I've ever seen come to Birmingham since uh, the 60s, you know. Uh, most of them just overgo, you know, and uh, don't even bother with Birmingham. Uh, and because Birmingham's uh, always been Republican, you know, Alabama is a Republican state. Oh. And her being Democrat, I can see where she feels like she's got to come in and uh, try to get a few of us. And I know Hillary, since this woman's coming down here, I know Hillary Clinton be coming down here also. Okay, is that, is that the, what is her first name? Is it Elizabeth Warren? Or what is her first name? Her uh, her first name, I, I couldn't, uh, da, 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 da. all I know, uh, she her, her last name uh, is uh, Warner. Are you saying Warren or Warner? Warner. Oh, okay. She's Senator Warner. She's got short hair and uh, wears glasses. Okay, so she's a she's a senator from Virginia, looks like. Huh? Wait, Virginia. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. That's uh, that's Mark Warner. Uh, okay, are you sure it's Warner? And she's a yeah, that's pretty positive. Run, Warner, run. There's a Mark Warner that's a senator. Uh, oh, yeah, I'll tell you real Denver. quick. I'll tell you real quick, Bumble. If my email will stop, I'll tell you in a second. Okay. There we go. Okay. Uh, <laughs> wow, it's got run, one, or run. That's all they're going by. Uh, let me see. Okay, okay, hold on. Okay, let's move on. Um, I'm asking about the team and stuff like that. Burger last name is Warner, Senator Warner. Last name is Warner? Yeah, W-A-R-R-E-N. That's Warren. Warren, excuse me. Okay, is she um is she a congressional senator or a state senator? She's a state senator. 
Well, that would uh, explain why she's in Birmingham. Mm-hmm. I tried to get in touch with everybody here in the state and see if they wanted to go with me, but everybody else, uh, you know, is sort of skittish, you know? Okay, it looks like there is a uh, Elizabeth Warren. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Who is a um, is Massachusetts senator. Sir? A senator in Massachusetts. Massachusetts, blah. I can't even say it, but yeah. That's Warren, okay. And she's coming to Alabama, so see. She's supposed to be the uh, the uh, announcement on her arrival. It's supposed to be at uh, one, and then uh, her speech uh, starts at two. Really? Yeah. Well, if she's the presidential candidate, she's going to have to go to all fifty states. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I didn't know she was running for president. But, um, I mean, it's up to you if you want to talk to her. But, uh, we have I just, wanted, uh, I just wanted to come across with the the, white, uh, the right terminology about the weapon. Should I say auditory or directional, uh, uh, directed energy weapons? You know, because I know it's an audit, microwave auditory or it could be stellar waves. Michael, I will ask her first if she'd heard of organized stalking or directed energy weapons. Now that, okay, organized stalking. Okay, okay, and I'll lead. I can lead with that. I can lead with that and see how if her eyes I would probably, um, in a setting like that, I would probably give her some information. Yeah. What I'm going to do, what I'm going to do. You know, but I, I I've been sitting here thinking about it because this is really the first presidential thing I've been to other than uh, Washington uh, Commission, uh, and uh, and uh, I've never heard this woman at all. You know, and she's a Democrat. You know, and I don't think they're going to be in uh, the the White House. I think we're going to go Republican. You know, everybody's scared and wants to put someone strong in the house. <laughs> uh, but um, I wanted to go there and just say something to her, and then she could be out up there talking and then just, boom, start up the conversation, you know, and get the word out, you know. And uh, I just wanted to know, Derek. I appreciate you, man. Appreciate you. Yeah, uh, it's that um, I really uh, do not don't feel like a presidential candidate would want to um, be. A, they probably would not be able to help to us. Ron Paul was not, um, and it's because our issues are not directionable. I mean, people will not. If she even mentioned anything about direct energy weapons, she would lose her rights. I mean, the thing is, uh, it's not something that people vote vote for for a candidate for. So, uh, 
So um, it's up to you, Michael, what you want to say to her, but um, as far as her acting on it, uh, particularly now, uh, I would count on that. And then after she gets elected, she probably will neither. Uh, so um, what I have encouraged people to do is to act locally, to focus on um, representatives in your town, that's where I feel you get the most, the most action. Mm-hmm. Um, personally, it's up to you, though, Michael, what you want to do. But I would oh, say, I'm going to go in there just to hear, you know, to hear the woman out, you know, because um, certainly, she is running um, for president. Yeah, you know? in a setting like that, um, with all all that will be going on, I will probably say a few words as I would ask her if she's, she's heard of this and if she's not given give her some information. More okay. likely she hasn't heard from it heard about it. So I would just um if you have one of our uh, pamphlets you could give her that and a flyer you could give her that. And uh okay. y'all got that on the uh uh website, right? Um, uh, yeah, there. Well, let's see. I'm not sure if those uh, activism pamphlets are there or not. Actually, I have to check about that. But if you want, I I, I could send you the file if you want to print it. You know, print out. Yeah, that would be great, man. That'd be great because I want to give her something to to make her think. You know. Right. I do. And uh, let her know that terrorism is not just uh, overseas, in here, in the states. Right, the domestic terrorists, exactly. And uh, I, that's what I want her to open her eyes to, you know. Because I mean, uh, uh, there's a lot of people you know, a lot of people all of us have talked to, and. Um, Somebody's got to listen. You know, someone's got to. And when this woman invited me uh, to her uh, speech, I was like, well, I've never been to one, so let's go check her out. You know, and it was all all based on all the uh, uh, petitions I have signed on uh, move on, uh, move.org. And they send out all these petitions about helping the Africans and uh, um, over these illnesses, you know, and standing up. Uh, let's build up to help something or another. You know what I mean? And uh, they okay. looked over them and uh, picked uh, just a few, you know, and I was one of them few. Hmm. I've been baffling about it, going crazy about it. And uh, I'm like, man, what do I wear tomorrow? Do I go in a suit or just wear my sweater? Don't even give a dog, you know? Because I've never been around them, you know? Well, I would say if it's a Super Bowl party, that you could uh, just wear a nice shirt and pants. And you would be fine. Yeah. What I was thinking too. What I was thinking too. Well, I, I'm gonna carry in some information. I'll check out the website 
and see if you have those uh, flyers still posted on there. And, um, and uh, oh, you're going to send them in an email to me, so that'll be great. Yeah. What time are you going over there, Michael? Uh, I'm going to meet her around 1 o'clock tomorrow. I got a disabled friend that I'm carrying with me. You know, and um, he's paralyzed on his left side. I I tend to uh, help him on getting food and stuff to his home because, you know, he's disabled. And... um, and he don't get out much. And uh, they said I could bring a gas. And I called him. I said, you want to go? He's like, man, this be my first one. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he wants to go and ask her, uh, how does the government feel towards disability? You know? Okay. And I'm like, okay, okay. Well, that's good. It's going to turn into something interesting, I know. Yeah. I just don't want the FBI to be grabbing me by the hair of the head. That's all. Because I know they'll be there. Oh, yeah. Me stand up. I'm going to break off on. Yes, ma'am. My name is Michael Shaney. I gave testimony at the Washington Bioethics Commission on March the 1st. uh, Back in uh, 2011. We were in Washington. Yeah, that's about something like that. Yeah, what I thought. Yeah. You know, the years just pass by nowadays, man. And I'm just going to break off that way and um, and uh, bring it out and see how she responds on it. Because so this has got to stop one way or another, you know. You know, you should, um, you might want to know what she stands for. Um, Part of what she stands for is she was part of the panel to oversee the implementation of the Emergency Economic Stabilization Act, which basically is why we're more in debt than we are now. And um, she was under, um, she was, uh, she's also against the Keystone Pipeline. Um, she's also for big dru- uh, dr- more drug money and more research. So um doesn't not, look like she's the kind of person that we're trying to protect break. us. I mean, I'm not going to make any definitive statements, but um, <clears throat> uh, <clears throat> if you wanted, it, so far from what I'm seeing, if you wanted to go backwards, she would be perfect. Okay. <laughs> What do you mean by going backwards? <laughs> She's under Harry Reid. She was yeah. under Obama. She yeah. for the Stabilization Act. Um, uh, more drug money. Quash yeah. the Keystone Pipeline. Backwards means closer to nineteen trillion in debt versus fifteen trillion in debt. Yeah. 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 Now. Stand up. She authorized the law and act. Let's see, the economic emergency economic stabilization act of 2008 enacted, commonly referred to as a bailout of the U.S. financial system, 
uh, in response to the subprime mortgage crisis, authorizing the United States Treasury to spend up to $700 billion to purchase distressed assets. Uh, that was a huge mistake. And she, she signed away on this. Um, I'm not going to make any definitive statements, but there's an affiliation. You should check it out. Well, okay. 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 Mm-hmm. Well, she's a um, Harvard Law School professor. Before, well, she was... Um, uh, she's teach at uh, Harvard Law School. Hmm. She's very well versed in law. Hmm. Well, as you know, you can use technologies and info and knowledge to uh, as a weapon, or you can use it to help. So, well, it's not I a question if she. I try to help. Not a question of what yeah. she knows. Yeah. Or what, how knowledgeable she is. That could be even worse. <laughs> yeah. I, I I know she's probably up on the ball, you know, and knows about this stuff, you know. Uh, and uh, I just uh, felt like uh, I had to bring the subject up if I was going to go, you know, because it's uh, my main subject, you know. And uh, I I didn't know uh, really how to come out and word it. You know, I want to be a gentleman, you know, but when it gets down to talking about this to the government, I ain't too much of a gentleman. You the know? more of an yeah, the more of an insider they are of the people that are all that are directly under the people that we already had, is mm-hmm. the worst off you're going to be if you're going to go for the same all people or the same affiliated people, you're going to get the same story, if not worse. Trust me. Okay. Okay. But I'm still going to try. And Oh, yeah. Tell her about it. I am. I can't wait to hear the reaction. Well, the thing about it, uh, she wants me, she told me I could bring cameras and uh, and put her out on the uh, uh, on uh, Twitter and Facebook and all that, you know. And all she's trying to find is, uh, uh, you know, backers and uh, supporters and probably uh, people to sit on phone lines and uh, call people and get them to donate the 5 to $10, you know. And I ain't going to be that, you know. I just want to hear her, hear what she's uh, all about, and then ask her questions. You know, and uh, do you have a list of questions formatted? Sure. Why don't um, I think the best idea is whether we like her or not is have a list of questions formatted by the group. um, Yeah. And and so everybody, maybe you know, I don't know how many questions you can get in. But maybe you can uh, have them a consensus what the best question to ask her is. Well, uh, I I'm heading out tomorrow, and and uh, that's when we're meeting tomorrow. Uh, if anyone's got anything on their mind like that, y'all can email me. Well, you I know? would I would use words like, "What uh, are you planning on stopping?" Um, 
drone attacks, invasion of privacy? Are you planning on stopping chemtrails? Are you planning on stopping uh, people being targeted by the government inside America? Um, Mm -hmm. Are you, you know, things like that? Oh yeah, when I bring up when I bring up the 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 fact that I'm a victim that is being uh, 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 tortured uh, by a gentleman uh, that stole uh, direct, I ain't gonna say that. I'm just gonna state that I am a victim of, of directed energy weapons, and I have uh, went through major surgeries, and I'm about to. Uh, I just want to know her views on directed energy weapons. And okay. uh, when she, I just I think I gave about four good questions right there. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you did. If, if you wouldn't mind writing those down. Oh no, no, you, no. Use no. the format. Are you planning on stopping chemtrail? Huh? You, you can tell. It's not no point asking. Or what do you think about X? Just say, are you planning on stopping chemtrails? Are you planning on stopping? Um, Americans being targeted inside America by their own government with directed energy weapons? Are you plan on stopping um, drone attacks inside America? Are you planning on stopping uh, illegal surveillance? Um, from, you know, using uh, making Americans targets inside their own house. I mean, those type of questions. Yeah. Nothing has to be the question. Then it and if she starts well, uh, blah blah blah. No, you can't answer a question that's a yes or no. If I say, are you planning on stopping it? You have to say either no, I'm not planning on stopping it, or yes, I am planning on stopping it. I'm not asking you to tell me a lot of things about what you think. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. You're pinning her down. And if she doesn't say yes or no, then you got your answer right there. I mean, she's not going to do anything. Can can he record her answers? Can I? Yeah. That would be good. Yeah, ask her a yes or no question. That's exactly what I'm going to try. And then as soon as, she, as soon as she goes, well, it's my feeling that blah, 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 blah. That that's already not answering. The answer is yes. I'm planning on stopping it. What we're going to do is we're going to go to Congress as soon as I get elected, and we're going to do this. That's answering the question. Okay. Okay. Man, help me out a lot, Brian. I really appreciate that, man. Oh, this is Corey. Do the same, Corey, same thing. With, sound like yeah. Brian. <laughs> do the same thing with chemtrails. Are you planning on stopping the spraying of America with chemtrails? It's a very simple question. Mm. That's the truth, man. Those are subjects that's in the news and in the media that we know are for real, so she can't back away from those questions. Well, uh, the strangest thing about it is uh, uh, NBC has a channel, it's called Channel 13, 
And uh, they did a report in 1985. And you can go... Uh, on NBC uh, 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 Channel 13 um, uh, and uh, put on a search column, say, uh, my police department using mind-reading weapons on civilians, and it'll pull it up, pull it up where Channel 13 uh, talked about where the police were using mind-reading weapons and... uh, uh, on the people they knew were drug addicts, and they were reading their minds, finding out where they were getting their stuff, and then they would go arrest the people. Where, and, where is uh, that? Where can I access that info? NBC 13. NBC 13 where? In uh, Birmingham, Alabama. Okay, I can watch that on live stream probably, huh? Uh, sir? Live sir? stream has... Live stream has it where you could watch different states or different cities TV programs. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. Well, hey, the, the, I, it, I have a there. question, Michael. Yes, sir. Is this the Michael uh, the the special K forty five? Oh, special K forty five. What do you mean by that, sir? That has, well, somebody named Michael contacted me recently and told me to look at his videos on YouTube, and his channel oh. is the Special K 45 all one word, and I had a hard time finding it because I didn't realize the V went in there, but he's got some great videos of these infrared lights going around in his home, and these are the same things that I saw in the beginning of my attack with the infrared camera, but I didn't have I, I tried to get my recorder on. Dwight, I think that's it could be John you're talking about oh, from Ohio. I, I, Check I, I again. If I, you might be talking about John from Ohio. Yeah, but if, if anybody would like to see these videos, I'm telling you, I saw the same thing, and I thought they were some great evidence that he recorded on, on YouTube because I, I, I saw three softball-sized IR flashlight-like things with an infrared camera bouncing around in the corner of my ceiling, and that's what you see on his channel. I thought it was great. Right. Anybody wants to check it out. What's okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, it was uh, on YouTube. It, uh, his channel is The Special K45. Okay. Okay, um, sir, could you please uh, tell me a little bit more how to get to that exact information with the with the police reading the people's brains? Yes. It, you uh, you can go on NBC 13 in Birmingham, Alabama, and just pop that up and see if that brings you uh, uh, to their site. It, they got a, a, when you get on their site, you I will notice. I have Alabama. I have Alabama13.com. What do I do now? Uh, just uh, click on there. I'm on it. Okay, when you open it, there should be a search uh, 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 square up to the right side. If we're talking about the same website, it says Alabama's 13 and um, Serena Williams pictures on it. Yeah. There should be a, a search box in there to where you can put it in. Uh, and... Uh, 
and put it in uh, tops that uh, uh, tops that used mind reading technology in uh, 1980. Uh, I think it was five. They had a lawsuit against them over it. I don't see that. They must have took it down. Yeah, that's uh-huh. it. They got it. They got it. But uh, uh, I saw it on the news when I was a child, you know, and I remember it, you know, and I pulled it up on my computer uh, a couple of years back, you know, and I... I went back and tried to pull it up again, and I couldn't come across it. They should have something like a, a history in on somewhere where you can look through the history. So yeah, I recommend you write out your questions and have them like yes, sir, ready to go. Yeah, yeah. And then always remember, whenever, right after they talk, go with a follow-up. Because what tends to happen is the question, and they do that on interviews too, they're able to skirt the question, Mm -hmm. and then the asker doesn't follow up to let them get away with it. Yeah. So be prepared that she's going to say, Anything but the answer to your question. Yeah. 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 And then you have to follow up. I go, well, it it was a simple yes or no, and I didn't hear a yes or no in that answer. (laughs) That's true. And I'm going to have the letter that uh, uh, the commission sent to me where they stated that MKUltra was a... already looked into, you know, and that was their minute. That it, they did do it, and it is being done. But this is up under a different file's name, so... And I know it ain't the voice of God... I just would caution anybody to watch out for candidates that are looking to equal rights because what you're going to end up with is the exact op- the closest to communism it could be. If if they're advocating equal rights, it means you're going to end up living in a, the same size box as everybody else, you know. was my main thing was trying to get it out when sitting there going with it, going with it, going with it. Hey Dwight, can I ask you something? 
Yeah, go ahead. Um, when you use the infrared camera and let's say, you know, you see the hot spots, let's say there's a cat or something uh, they were tampering with, and you see the hot spots on the body of the cat, what can that, what can you infer from that, you know, after you have that info? I wouldn't doubt that they weren't implanting your pet, too. That's nothing more more freakier than what's going on with us, is it? <laughs> I don't know. You know, it, w- it wouldn't be beyond my belief to think that they would also have your cat spying on you. Well, you know, you could, I'm, you you think it make, or whatever. Do you I think it would make sense if we all chipped in and bought like one of those cameras, like a thermal imaging camera, and uh, even if we only paid ten dollars each, and then um, no, no, I, I, I had a professional scan with a probably a ten thousand dollar infrared camera, and it shows the hot spots, but. Uh, you got to get the, a doctor to believe that there's something there. You got to get more more proof, and you got to get a good doctor to help you out. And right now, I've been talking to Doctor uh, Daniel Farrier in Newport Beach. I spoke to him for about an hour last Monday, and he really impressed me. He really impressed me. He's in our loop, uh, and what he discussed with me and you know he asked me a few questions and he he believes i am a ti and he said uh you know we'll we'll get you some tests done and we'll get x-rays if we need them and we'll get mris if we need them we'll find these things and uh i recently got an email from my friend uh enrique in spain who 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 uh me and michael fitzhubel went to uh back in 2008 or nine and uh he took us to a doctor that knew about electronic harassment and all, but we got shut down by the uh, San Rafael Hospital because they said they wouldn't see any more TIs after I left. And uh, But they know about it, and, and Enrique says he's got several new doctors that are way more advanced on this than the one he took me to. And the one he took me to was very impressive because I didn't say a word. He inspected my body, and he looked at me and said, Dwight, I believe you are a victim of electronic assault. And he showed me scars I didn't didn't know I had. But anyway, Enrique says he now has doctors, and they're using this new nuclear MRI. And this nuclear MRI, I don't know what it uh, much about it. I'm going to have to read up on it. He said it shows MRIs much more vivid. And he says he has pictures of every implant in his body. And a lot of radiation to take in. And, and he wants he wants me to come. No, MRIs don't use radiation. They oh, use it's a magnetic field. I know that, but when you said a nuclear MRI. I don't know. What, yeah, again, I don't know what a nuclear MRI consists of, but it's supposed to be the latest nuclear imaging. And he said it's much more vivid, but he said he had several doctors now, and he wants me to come back. And I said, I, you know, I may just do that because that's the only place I got help from, and they they uh, know this, about it. This farrier guy, he what? What does he charge, and what? 
I don't, I don't know. He's supposed to send me a proposal. Again, I'm in phase two with Melinda Kidder. I started phase two uh, last Monday. And, and again, she said my detailed frequency report, it, it would be more detailed with phase two because I had some questions about her initial frequency report. And uh, I'm interested in seeing what goes on there, but my toxicology results should be back here soon. And I know a lot of people have already had that done. But uh, she, uh, Dr. Hildegard uh, Stanninger told me to go ahead and call Dr. Ferrier and get started with him. So he was supposed to send uh, Dr. Hilde the proposal. I don't know if I got it yet. I haven't read my emails today. I get about 150 a day or close to 200. You know, I'd be interested if, if this Ferrier gentleman could actually um, – Tell us how many victims that he thinks he's been seeing. Uh, Me? I, I tell you what, I, I will ask him on my next call. I'm supposed to call him back this week. Uh, I, I'll ask him. That's a good question. And, again, it would be a good question for uh, Dr. Stanninger, how many people right. she's actually helped. Right. And, actually, um, are they uh, going to go forward with actual lawsuits after you get all the info? And you know, Well, uh, phase three of uh, Dr. Stanninger's protocol goes into filling out the, the FOIA request and uh, telling the FCC that, uh, you, know, you know, we're being harmed by certain frequencies, and it's supposedly... In these requests, they have something like 60 days or, or something like that to respond, and if they don't, it's a suable offense or something like that. I, I'm not sure. Uh, well, a lot of TI has been telling me that they've filled out these similar requests or letters, and no matter what, they aren't getting responded to. Well, Not necessarily to FCC, but to, to everybody. Yeah. Yeah, the FOIA request. Now, if they don't have anything on you and they say they don't have anything on you, which could still be a, a lie because I had uh, a person uh, was on, well, person was on this call uh, or one of Joe's call, I believe, and she said that she had correspondence back and forth and they didn't even tell her that, you know, all we have is the correspondence we sent you. They kept telling her we don't have anything. But, uh Yeah. Still, our gov. When has our government ever lied to us, Corey? <laughs> what can we say? What can we do? <laughs> anyway, I, I started to this. Pro oh, go ahead. <laughs> No, this is Brian, too, in uh, Central America. I'm just listening. Hey, Brian. How you doing? Hey, Dwight. What's up? No, no. the reason I started this protocol was because I wasn't going to do it. I knew about Dr. Stanninger back in 2008 or so, and I, I was uh, reluctant to go through with it. But so many TIs in my area did it and finished it and were very pleased with the results they're getting. And uh, one now has, has has her suit filed, and she was looking for a lawyer. And I suggested my lawyer. And he told her, he met with her the other day, and he told her, uh, well, you have to have 
a person's name to go on. Brian, you got a lot of noise in your area? Anyway, uh, he told her, you have to have a person to aim this at, and that's true. And so I got back with her and told her, you need me to come down and do some recordings and see if you can identify any of the voices in them, because I do the audio forensics, and that's how I found my perps, and you recognize the voices. And there were some other things that helped me out to uh, identify them, uh, such as the interview with the perpetrator's son video I have on my channel. And, and again, you have to have a person. You can't just say the government's doing this to me. You've got to have some names, and, and that's a fact. Otherwise, your lawsuits will be thrown out as frivolous. Okay, Brian, just uh, noise uh, coming back, uh, coming from your line. If you can get to some place that's quieter. Yeah, or either put your phone on mute until you're ready to speak. I do that a lot. Well, he's muted at the moment, so um, and he wants. Uh, I'm sure he wants something to say. But Brian, can you move to a quieter location? There's there's a lot of noise in the background. Yeah, I'm moving to a, a quieter area right now. But um all right. I'm a bit slow on it. Okay. Um, I would like to hear some new T S. That the big fine if I'm gonna um place you on the open area. So you get uh when you get to some place quiet, then start a Brian. Yeah, is there any new TIs on the call that would like to star eight and tell us your story? I, I'm really especially interested in them. I'm seeing a lot of younger TIs, which is out of the ordinary from most uh, old veterans. <laughs> well, um, most of the most of them uh, are women because women uh, have a higher they're 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 favorable test subjects. Just because of two reasons, they have higher pain, they have a higher pain threshold, and they have they, dis they disassociate easier than men. So. You'll see uh, that approximately, I would say maybe 60 to 70 percent, uh, at least 60 percent are probably female. But but uh, I want to say something. Can you hear me, Dwight? Yeah. Okay, I'm I'm going to say something to people on on these calls. Um, some people say that I'm being repetitive. If they ask similar questions, then my answers will be similar. If they ask different questions, then my answers will be different. Yeah, but the majority on us, of us on here uh, are the same people. But, but it doesn't matter to me. If people have similar questions and I'm going to answer to the best of my ability, my answers will be similar. 
If they ask different questions, my answers will be different. I'm not here to entertain anyone. I'm here to say I'm here to if they don't like what I have to say, then they can get on one. I'm here to save lives. You know, well, give I, us some um, information to save our lives instead of the information on why they're doing it. Uh, I, well, I'm just saying, know, hey, why they're doing it saving lives. Okay, well, I just wanted to make that point because people keep bringing that up. But here, I've made that point, so I'll move on. Um, uh, again, uh, when you say why they're doing it, it depends on the program for, for trauma based for, for and based on that profile they're placed in one of hundreds of different programs state of the art mind control trauma based mind control yeah but we heard, we heard all this program. Brian Brian we've heard so, all this so I, I, I but but I don't have the wouldn't have I wouldn't have the answer to why unless I understood their profile since I don't know their profile there's no way I can answer that question Okay, we heard all this. If you can find out why, come back with something new. Come back with something new. There has to be an origination point where they're placed in the program originally by whom. That's what I would like to know. Well, according to some of my audio forensics, I I got them talking about the company, the company, the company. And it was six months till I realized, uh, looked up the CIA, also known as the company. Uh, It used to be the CIA couldn't operate within the United States. After 9-11, they gave them open doors. Well, people are selected. The reason people, for example, is based on their ability to disassociate. They select. People who who tend to be uh, loners, etc. These people are selected as those who are more likely to disassociate than others. So that the, the, the criteria is quite large. But uh, one of the reasons why people are, are placed into these programs is because uh, based on their ability to disassociate from reality. Okay, but um, what they what believe to be there. What I'm trying to say is, where does the origination point happen? Is it the guy's at a library at his college, or is it he got a ticket, or is it, um, I mean, where does it normally take place? Depends on which type of uh, of target you are. Are you a lucrative target? Are you a, a, not a target of opportunity? Are you a judicial or extrajudicial target? There are as many. There are many. There are there are as many doors into these programs into mind control as there are mind control programs, and we know there are hundreds of these programs. Okay, so could it happen? I, I would not be able to answer. Could it happen at, at like his college library? Ridiculous questions that I can't answer. I, the the well, question you're giving well, me is too broad. I can't answer. Okay, that there. Okay, as we all know, I'm tying this in that they have a neuroscience program. So, could it be that the neuroscience people just go, "Hey, there's Jake at the library over there. Let's go." You know, is that realistic or no? Say that again, Corey. Okay, they have a neuro, say College X has a neuroscience program. 
would they just, you know, say, hey, there's a few students over there at the library that we could use as guinea pigs? Or Well, you got to look. Uh, Holmes was a neuroscience student, and he went and shot up that movie theater. Uh, you look at any of the neuroscience uh, curriculum, on any college website, you'll find out that the government's granting uh, funding some of their studies. And I haven't found a college site yet that didn't have a neuroscience uh, curriculum that wasn't funded by a government source. Well, I saw the other day, I saw um, a man wearing this kind of headpiece and then the animal that he, it might have been a cat. I don't know. They was able to move the cat's tail. You know that's really sickening to me. And uh, I think you know that looks like just a science project. And I think that's what we are. Um, that's one way. Um, what are the other ways that you, you know, because Skizit, I think Skizit, she had a video where she was acting like it was a. a you know, I'm just quoting what what was on her video, Panera Bread. Or they just, you know, some guys went into Panera Bread and took the uh, cell phone and aimed it at people. No, I think I think that's a joke because people just think that they're aiming their cell phones. I don't think a cell phone's strong enough to enter your brain or have a program on it that can do such. Uh, I'm still long the lines of John Hall, uh, satellites and cell towers. I'm, I just don't uh, see the power being in a cell phone to, to attack your brain. Relay devices. The satellites huh? and the cell towers are simply the relay devices. You're not being attacked by satellites and cell, and cell towers or Gwen towers. Those are nothing more than relay devices from a computer multiplexer. You're not being attacked by them. Well, of course they are, Brian. Well, well, they're antennas. But that's what we're saying. That we're, right. Even John's saying it's being relayed to the satellites, and they're using backscatter. Uh, backscatter is like heart, where you aim it up at the ionosphere, and it reflects off of it and scatters to a wider area. Uh, they can do that with over-the-hill radar, uh, pulse microwave. They can backscatter. In other words, aim it up at the ionosphere, and it will cause a greater field across a bigger area. Uh, if you well, do some research on over-the-hill radar, you'll see that it's mostly used with backscatter applications. There is a handheld device involved. Um, oh, yes, there, there is. But it's not I'm not a cell sure phone. If, if that might be a cell phone or it may not be, but there is. No, the, bo the box, I've seen the box. It's about 8-inch uh, square. Look, there are many portable devices that they use. They don't need to use portable devices, okay? But cyclotrons, kilotrons, they use the frequency and the intensity of the stream of energy they wish to to uh, use. But uh, this, this, this technology is not based. This technology is not based on. Uh, the use of portable devices. They know this is not about zapping people with directed energy weapons. They know how to do that. They're good at that. This is about mind control. 
So they're not necessarily they, – they do use portable devices on people if they want to zap them. But for mind control, they don't – they have mobile platforms. They have fixed platforms. Yes, they have those. But they don't use – walk around with cell phones zapping mind control. That's not how the technology works. That's not how, well, that is not how this technology is delivered. The technology well, – go ahead. Well, how about going over an example where it actually happens to a citizen? Like what – give me like three different ways that it, you know, it would happen. The point of well, origination. Okay, I'll give you the three – okay, point of origination, if it's a fixed uh, phased array platform, then they would use towers. They would use satellites. If it's a mobile platform, then they would end. They would use trucks. They would use ships. Um, you know, if this is if this is a uh, um, uh, a portable platform, then then they would use uh, 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 th th again the th the objective of the technology is not about zapping people with directed energy. That's they can do that. They they they're trying to move beyond that now. They're trying to reverse engineer the human mind, and they don't need uh, to zap people with directed energy to reverse engineer the human mind. But let me make it a little clearer. Are you claiming that um, Jake's driving down the road and they see Jake and they use him for the first, very first time, that they do something to a cell phone tower which then makes him a target for the rest of his life? Or, I mean, how does no, the origination... No. I still say that you have to have an implantable device or an RFID chip in order for them to target you. Your body doesn't have uh, an ID, or they could have stole your DNA, I guess, and it could be more more complex here recently. But uh, uh, most people, if you if you look back, those tar targeted individuals that have found something, and then there's a lot of them on the internet. There's David Larson's, there's James Walbert, there's Bob Boyce. They've all found implantable devices in them. And the human body doesn't give off that big a signal to be picked up and tracked by a satellite. They use anything. Okay, are they now they can track it? They can track your they, cell they use, they use implants. They use implants to track your position to a relatively stationary position. For now but they well, need to be moving at the same rate and speed. Okay. So they use mobile platforms for that. Okay. But just like if you're driving down the road, you could pick up a cell phone call on your cell phone. The fact that you're driving down the road very fast doesn't prevent you from receiving a cell phone call. The phone is the receiver. With with mind control, it's not the phone; it's the human brain that is the receiver. So the just as the silver tower to the cell phone, while you're moving, you're able to pick up that call. The the the, the signal is relayed to the receiver, which in the case of mind control is is not a phone, but is the human brain. Can, let, me ask, can, uh, let me ask it a different way. I can't if even you, finish answering your first question before you ask me another question, but go ahead, okay. Well, say you and I were out, we, we were the other side. We were the people that were doing this to people. What is the protocol? Do we go to people's houses with a computer and a van and get their signal? Do we just... Shoot, shoot them from a satellite. What? It, how does it start? 
It starts with implants. It, the directed energy, mind control is based on two things, directed energy and nanoparticulates, nanomaterials, okay? But the technology for them to head exist that we know of, so they can't heterodynamically lock onto your brainwave signal without first tracing your position, which they do with, with, with uh, very small GPS implants, smaller than, the grain of, than a grain of sand. And they cause you to ingest those, they inject them in you, they make you inhale them, etc. Okay, so that's how they track your position to a relatively stationary position. After you reach that relatively stationary position, then the nanoparticulates respond to the directed energy flashing. Those nanoparticulates then decode the neurotrans. They not only decode, but they speak to the neurotransmitters in your brain. And that's how mind control works. Okay, is this done at your house, number one place, or is it done while you're in a car or somewhere else? What's the number one place that it's done? I, you're breaking up. Okay, where is the number one location that's the best for them to start the initial process to target? Your home while you're asleep. If you live alone, you're an easy target. Uh, if there's not many people in the area, you're an easy target. And most targets are single and living alone. Because a lot of people are claiming that they're hearing sounds on their roof and stuff like that. Do you think that that's a drone hitting their roof, or do you think it's... Um, no, they're just trying to scare you. No. Those what, are just if, ways they try to put fear into you. What if it's just people? What if it's your neighbors, for instance, that can see in your windows, or if they have small hidden cameras in the, in the house or something? They don't need I'm satellite to tracking. Well, the they, it can be done close by by a neighbor, but you better make sure you're correct. But, well, yeah. But, I mean, it, it, according to them, they have constant visual contact with me. So they, who needs to track me? There's always somebody around. First and, of all, they're not going to – this is the most sophisticated technology ever created in the world. This technology dwarfs the space program. They're not going to hand the technology – that. It doesn't have to be that. The they're not going to hand the technology over to your neighbors. It's not going to happen. Now, they may move in to, to your neighbor's house for a short period of time in order to do – to uh, achieve brain entrainment, uh, that that may happen. Uh, right emphasis is placed on confusing the target so that they make mistakes and discredit themselves. But they're not going to turn the technology over to your neighbors. That's not happening. You're meant to think that's happening, but it's not happening. Excuse me, if you can get the weapons from Amazing One and assemble them yourself, then how could they not be getting them? Well, I mean, anyone, you know, any any ordinary American can 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 assemble their own directed energy weapon. There are various. Put a funnel set on on the front of your microwave oven, and then mm -hmm. aim that microwave oven at somebody. I mean, there are, there are very elementary directed energy weapons that exist already um, that you could kill with. Uh, but this is not about. To, I just want to say this again for the fourth time because people keep saying the same thing over and over, and that's why I get frustrated when people say I'm being repetitive. I'm getting asked similar questions. This is not about zapping people with directed energy. This is about mind control, okay? And 
a, a continuous unbroken stream of electromagnetic energy which mimics and copies the normal electromagnetic emissions of your brain. That's how okay, complicated so it is. It's not about here's the repetition, You are somebody that was getting cancer. Okay, well, I didn't say I, I didn't say it wasn't about directed energy. It's not, I said it's not about directed energy weapons. You understand? And yes, if you're anyone who any listen, anything repetitive is deadly. Okay, I don't care. Repetitive is deadly. You're going to get sun uh, sun cancer, skin cancer. Okay, anything repetitive. So the reason people are starting to break down is because they have been repetitively attacked with these with these uh, wet with these uh, devices for the purpose of achieving uh, what you know trauma based mind control. For example, uh, the people are, uh, are extreme trauma and pain has to be inflicted on you in order for trauma based mind control to be effective. Your body's going to break down. It's just, it, but it's not directed energy weapons they're using for mind control. It's directed energy. Get that in your head, because people seem to confuse the two. Excuse me, I have something kind of interesting going on. Maybe somebody can expound on it. Um, I came back to an area where I first started getting really seriously tortured, and they were using pesticides and herbicides, and... Um, they're doing that again, and it has melathion in it, which is very cancer-producing. Um, I, I'm just guessing, but it creates a radiation of its own kind. And what would they be doing with that radiation? It would it would it activate the weapons that they have, or uh, something to do with satellite or drone or or is it just plain uh, give you cancer and make you sick and die? Well, I was I was targeted for about nine months before I knew exactly what was going on, and then I developed a cancer that I should have gotten twenty years ago. So that tells me that whatever it was I was exposed to took about just a couple of months to give me cancer. Because it doesn't happen there, in my age group. The body is electromagnetic. The entire human anatomy is an electromagnetic organism. So they use directed energy to manipulate the body by, by specific frequencies of electromagnetic energy. Each organ, each region of the body vibrates at a different frequency. So they can do any damage they want to your body. They can kill you with directed energy. We know that, Okay. But when they're continually using this, this, this energy to traumatize you for the purpose of their mind control program, you're eventually going to break down and have to suffer cancer and suffer organ failure. The objective of the technology is to bring – I say this and people get upset because they don't want to hear – they don't want to listen to reality. But this is reality, people. If they cannot discredit you, if you're now state-of-the-art mind control and other mind control programs, the people are allowed to walk away, okay, because they never knew they were targeted to begin with. The, the, the technology is based on their ignorance of the fact it's being used against them. But trauma-based mind control victims are not meant to walk away. Very few walk away. They're brought to premature death. If they cannot discredit you, they will incapacitate or kill you. Now, people don't want to hear that, but Duncan said that, and I believe that. There's what a lot of evidence to prove that. I am a trauma-based victim, but what's the reason why? I haven't done anything to cause it. 
why and uh, I'll explain to you why. The reason why is because you, uh, having been subjected to, to torture for so long, could suffer from severe PTSD. You could suffer from severe, you know, uh, damage to to your to your uh, uh, ability, your cognitive ability to to reason, etc. And so you could go off and do something terrible. I.e., you could become a loose cannon, and then they don't want that to happen. You could go off and shoot a hundred people. They don't want that to happen. They don't care about the hundred people, but they don't want you to come back and testify about them. So in the future, uh, they've you already killed all my family that, that I and taken away all the family that that I have. My sister oh, died last year of cancer. My son died of a heroin overdose, and my husband died. This is all in the last after, few years. Because after they finished achieving whatever objective they wish to achieve with you, depending on what program you're in, if you're trauma based, if you're a monarch victim. You can't just walk away from the program because you could become a loose cannon. You could come back in the future to testify against them, etc. They're not going to allow that. Very few trauma-based victims are allowed to just walk away. And the few that are allowed to walk away are only allowed to walk away. Continue to... I'm, I'm 61, and I, I feel like I've been a target since... I'm only allowed to walk away. What? Sorry. Brian, you keep breaking off for some reason. How about uh, protesters? Protesters are a group. They, I mean, they could get provoked to protest, and whenever they go to the protest, then they just grab them and then they start doing this stuff to them. Is that correct or not? Yeah, okay, yeah. I'm they they look for dissidents. White said I broke up. They look for dissidents. They look for, uh, you know, you can go to, go to a protest and they can, get your, they can get your picture and say, okay, add these people to the program. They're dissidents. So they actually stir up a situation um, where people are likely to protest and then they can grab the protesters and put them in this. I mean, I mean, look, look right after 9-11, how many protests around the world... There was Egypt, there was Syria, there was, you know, around the world, protests were breaking out everywhere against governments. Now, this didn't seem normal to me. It's right. almost like somebody was uh, fabricating them or, or telling the people, hey, let's protest. Uh, right. You know, and we had the banking protest here in the U.S. We had, uh, you know, I don't know, there was so many protests, it just didn't seem real to me. Right. People want to know my two hours. And I would like to know from Brian how he became an expert on every single. Wait, um, what I was trying to say is that. Can you hear me? Yeah, go ahead, Corey. Okay. Um, What I was trying to say before, um, I've told other people is that instead of fighting a complete war against, you know, the whole country all at once, if you take these, you're snatching a few people at a time and trying to get them under control and seeing how much they're willing to fight. And then once you see that they're, you know, you can neutralize those particular people or you can take their guns away. Because say, for instance, the guy goes to the protest Okay, then they put him on probation. Well, now he can't have a gun. You know what I mean? These are called these are yeah. called false flag. These are called false flag operations, and they're designed they're, for that purpose. 
They're designed to increase the police state, the surveillance state, to take away, to take away handguns, to remove your liberties, etc. They are called false flag operations, and that's done. But the reason that people are removed, are not allowed to walk away from, from, from the trauma-based monarch program is not because of that. It's because they have, they, have, they have either achieved whatever objective they wish to achieve with you, or you have become a liability. Susan Watkins of Kansas City was murdered by them for, for two reasons, one of two reasons. One, she had either become a liability, or two, they had achieved whatever objective they wished to achieve with her. Uh, I listened to her talk uh, a few times. She, was on, she came on these calls. A lot of people knew her. Uh, they want to know why. Why her, not me? Well, the reason is they haven't achieved. You're not a liability. They haven't finished achieving whatever objective they wish to achieve with you. They, that was the difference for her. Well, she also, um, I don't know her, but from what I heard, she had like a file of evidence, insurmountable amount. That means she had become a liability. Hey, this is Alex from San Francisco Lafayette. Um, I, I just got a few comments, um, and then I'd like to ask a hypothetical uh, question to Dwight. Um, well, one of the things people are like, you mentioned, like, Corey, is like, why um, do people get targeted? And, of course, there's a, there's a bunch of reasons. But uh, one of the things that is basic is somebody has deemed you to be a jerk. So if you piss somebody off, then you become a target. Um, and I know who targeted me. Uh, the father of uh, this woman who used to live downstairs in my apartment building in San Francisco on Haight Street. And I heard him say, I want this person targeted. And he first checked to see if I had any connections with the government or is involved in any way. And uh, the answer is no. So uh, that's how that began. Um, the thing about um, how it, when it first started to hit me, I felt an intense electromagnetic, I wasn't sure what it was at the time, but a lot of pressure around my body. Um, so much so that I couldn't move and I tried to crawl out of bed. And um, it was just hard, you know, to even stand up. But one of the ways they do this, I mean, it happens everywhere you go. And, um, you know, I'm chipped. I know I'm chipped. Um, but they have a way of communicating. Like one of the people, one of my stalkers, I was on the BART train. And I heard him talking, but I turned around and I looked at him. And he's a CIA dude. Um, and uh, he was talking into his hands. And then I saw another Contra Costa cop in San Francisco this woman, and she was kind of mumbling through, you know, keeping her mouth closed and still talking. So I don't know if you want to call it audio tooth as the older stuff, but these people uh, have synthetic telepathy in the sense right. that they can communicate with each other without talking, and then they can also read your thoughts within a radius. So I've picked this up, like, when I was staying in a hotel, uh, a cheap hotel in San Francisco, there was a lady that was murdered that stayed in the building. I didn't know her, but the police came from door to door. Um, and um, they came to my door to ask some questions, the SFPD. And uh, I was being gang-stalked at that time. And um, so I answered the door, and I knew that they were reading my mind or whatever. So I asked this person, I thought, you know, can I see your badge? You know, I mean, after a while, because they were, you know, undercover, I was like, gee, are these really cops, you know? 
asking about this. And then uh, he, you know, and I was, you know, thinking a bunch of other stuff, but he actually, you know, looked at me and then he lifted up his uh, shirt and showed me his badge, you know. And there's plenty of examples. Like there's a a person that's uh, an okay gaslighter person uh, in the town of Lafayette. Um, and I used to go to his, like, coffee shop or whatever, and I'd, like, walk by it. And I was thinking, you know, like maybe a block down, block and a half down, I was thinking, oh, should I, you know, stop, so, you know, say, say hi to so, him? So, so what on, hold on a second. The, the further you go, the more convoluted what your, your, your no, statements I'm are. Saying, I don't understand. Well, all I'm saying is that these people can read your minds. These people with synthetic okay. telepathy. You know how they do radio. that. You understand how they, you know how they yeah, do that. Yeah, it's radio frequency, uh, you know. Um, there are two interfaces yeah. that allow them to do that, two ways that they do that. A brain-to-computer interface and a electronic brain-to-brain interface. One involves an electronic headset, the other a person wearing an electronic headset. The other involves a supercomputer. They're using two different interfaces. Both are relying on the same continuous stream. They're both both interfaces are using the same stream of energy, but they're two different interfaces that are allowed to. One is allowed to manually override, uh, but usually sits back and allows the supercomputer to do the work. But those are the two ways they do that. It's called transcranial brain stimulation. That's what's happening, and that's how they're able to do it, to do the two different interfaces. Well, anyway, I mean, there's a bunch of uh, different names that I come across, too. I don't have the scientific uh, terms for it. Um, but so anyway, uh, what, what else was I going to say? Um, so, I mean, as far as being targeted and why you're targeted, uh, there's, a bu- there's a bunch of multiple reasons. Um, the other thing I wanted to say is that even though you're not chipped, you can be remote neural viewed. So they have, like, you know, they are keeping track of my friends and what they're doing because they're not chipped. I know that they have a database, and I've said this a few times, of uh, all the celebrities, athletes, models, actors, actresses, weather chicks, Etc. Screwing, you know, through the remote neural viewing because you hack into their partner's um, uh, eyes and you know they switch off or whatever, and um, it's called the vantage point. Um, my hypothetical for Dwight is that uh, is that like if you know you were have to have a very chip and an egg roll, what side of the neodymium magnet do you point at the uh, egg roll? The positive side. Uh, or the negative side to uh, discombobulate it. Okay, I, I really didn't care about that. For health reasons, they say you should point the north side if you're using magnetic therapy for health reasons. My theory is that the magnet puts off a field, an electromagnetic field. And if you get a strong neodymium magnet somewhere around 350 to 500-pound pull force, it's going to put out two foot of electromagnetic field on any side of that magnet. And my theory is that for some reason that neodymium electromagnetic field interferes with what they do. And I think that may have been the key factor that caused me not to be tortured any longer. I still have the B2K very lightly, but I haven't been tortured in about eight months. I've been able to okay. sleep with, without any. So you're brain. not you're you're saying it doesn't matter what side of the magnet you put towards you. Uh, no, no. Even if you're aiming it at an implant, you're only looking for that magnetic field to disrupt that implant or, or interfere with the signals that, that normally 
come in and out. You're only looking. You're using the magnet as a shield. So again, okay. I so you're use, not pointing it to, to just to no, disable it. Then. No. Yes. Yes. You're doing that too. It interferes and disables them. Uh, but again, I'm just using the electromagnetic field. I don't care what pole it's aimed at. I didn't mark my magnet. Like I said, I drop it in a heavy-duty cotton sports sock and then pulled it up and dropped it in there again to take up all the sock. And I slept with it in my bed, and I put it on various parts of my body. And within a year, um, everything started dropping off and disappearing, and I wasn't getting any more muscle spasms, pains. Uh, I continued to get the B2K. What about and, uh, yeah, yeah, The B2K is something I, nobody's come up with a real... Now, you, you can decrease it and make it bearable, but I, nobody's come up with a way to completely get rid of it yet. Well, you know what? Um, speak, first of all, for that gentleman, I wasn't really asking um, why is this happening. I was asking... Where's the point of origination? Because uh, I just wanted to know if it's something that that Brian felt that it was done at your house or if it was done in the library or if it was done while you're driving. I think it's done when you go into surgery and doctors do it, dentists do it, and uh, all the doctors to me are corrupt. That Uh, could be true, too. Now, me, myself... I was abducted by this. Uh, I wasn't finished. Go ahead. As far Uh as B2K, um, one of the ways that I'd recommend is for the the victim to interfere with verbally or thought-wise. So, like, if they're telling you do this or do that, you have to purposely misunderstand it repeat it wrong, you know, do the op- do something different, do the opposite, um, you know. Okay, again, most of the B2K is subliminal suggestions. Uh, that that uh, fine uh, whining in your ear is actually a little frequency with the voice. And uh, if you do the audio forensics, you may be able to blow it up enough and clean it up enough to hear those voices, and you may recognize who who those voices belong to, because they do use uh, citizens as handlers or, or the base handlers, because they don't have enough people to uh, handle don't everybody. They type so. in, don't they type in what they want to say, and then it plays it back, or do they? Uh, no, no, it? no. No, they're using a chatterbox, which, which is special software. They're you right, exactly. Oh, I don't know about hey, chatterbox, Brian. but I have recorded on, on uh, uh, playing recordings of previous conversations. Okay, well, okay, they're they're using chatterboxes. Okay, this is not no, somebody not who heard heard. Heard. Well, it's just people who are experiencing this. This is happening I, I don't by know way of special language. Is. I've never, well, never hold, on, hold on, hold on. I'm trying to explain. Chatterboxes are special language software designed to interact with the victim. Okay, they're specifically designed to interact with the victim. To, That's called neuro linguistic um, programming. 
Yes, but the, 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 but the delivery device is a chatterbox. Chatterboxes are nothing more than software. Okay, that's all they are. They're special language software. Okay, and what they're doing is they're using the chatterbox in a looping pattern. So what they're doing is they're playing these over and over again, and they'll often use harmonics along with that. They'll play songs and tunes with the message that they're trying to, to, to constantly repeat over and over in your brain at night while you're sleeping, et cetera, while you're moving around during the day. This is the, this is the delivery device for that. It's, it's simply a uh, special software. It's called a chatterbox. Well, Duncan talks about this in his book. Why don't we go to the site where we could see this specific chatterbox so we could, you know, part of the problem we're having is we never get down to the bottom line on, um, uh, like, the weapons for drones. What is the actual weapon? Um, what is the actual software? This chatterbox, let's see an exact, can we see somewhere on the Internet the chatterbox? Is it available to look at? You can go to Dr. Robert Duncan's book, Project Soulcatcher, and you can see where he talks over and over again throughout the book about chatterboxes and how they work. Dr. Robert Duncan talks considerably, discusses in detail considerably how chatterboxes are used as a, as a mind-control weapon. Project Soulcatcher. Corey, I'm going to put a link on the uh, chat here, and you can see the NSA software. That's what I've been wanting to see for Okay. Brian, I have a question. Do you think that cops have um, mind-reading ability for TIs? Can they read our minds with, do they have some of these weapons as sophisticated as these criminals? Hello? I'll answer that. I mean, yes. The answer is yes. You have the equipment. And uh, there was uh, John Hopkins meeting our university uh, where the military uh, was starting to give out, um, had a lecture on giving out this stuff to law enforcement. And so in my case, I know about 60 people personally that are involved with this. Um, and uh, they are police, and um, they're definitely involved with it. And there's another thing is the headset microphone. They just upgraded that. Um, uh, they have they also upgraded their Android phone uh, use uh, to a new, another phone. Um, so they also have live people um, B2King you. So um, like when you're looking, they're looking through your eyes and you're doing something, they can criticize it or whatever. So I, I've got people 24 hours a day a large group of them taking turns um, doing that. Okay, well, the, the program no, wait, they call wait, it. Uh, okay, wait. go ahead. Uh, I just want to clarify. What you're saying is that police who are gang stalkers are doing this. Is that what you're saying? Yes, there are some police that do this. In my county, there's a whole lot of them, um, for sure. And that's, you know, yeah, they do have the equipment and they do have the ability, like if you're, they're in their car, they can hear your phone call conversations as well as uh, read your thoughts and hear what you're saying. They have the ability to, to pick up that stuff. So, okay, yeah, they, so they get trained on this equipment, and then they go out and they, they come in. It's also the DOD people, like the Army, you know, Navy, Air Force, um, 
Marines, they get trained. They have their own programs and stuff, and they get come out and get trained on me. You know, I've had people from the NSA come out and get trained on me um, as kind of a reward because I'm such a well, – now I'm a lucrative target, <laughs> I, you know, for them. So L- they get listen, paid a lot of money. Listen, the object of a chatterbox is to keep the target talking, to keep piquing the interest of the brain. When, even when you sleep, your brain doesn't sleep. Your brain, still, your brain is still functioning. So the goal is to keep the target, the, the, the brain, interested in the conversation. Whether you're in dream state, whether you're in REM state, whether you're conscious or subconscious, it doesn't matter to them. Okay, they're using scripts. These, these chatterboxes are based off what are known as scripts. I don't have a, a lot of information on scripts, but these scripts are already uh, 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 pre-programmed. To, to capture your attention, to capture the attention of the brain, even while you're sleeping, okay? That's what they're, they're designed to do. They're, they're designed to keep your, the, the brain interested in the conversation, to keep you talking. It's like chatterboxes on the Internet and social media. They're not these people you call perps. Most of them are not perps. They're chatterboxes, like in the chat room right now. Uh, they're there right now. No, no, they're no, there no. right now in, in the chat room. They're chatterboxes. Okay, I'm going to read this directly directly off this site. The program is called IC Reach. The purpose of IC Reach projected initially to cost between 2.5 million and 4.5 million per year was to allow government agents to comb through the NSA's metadata troves to identify new leads for investigations to predict pot- potential future threats against the US and to keep tabs on what the NSA calls Worldwide intelligence targets. However, the documents make it clear that it is not only data about foreigners' communications that are available on the system. Alexander's memo states that many millions of minimized communication metadata records would be available through IC Reach, a reference to the process of minimization whereby identifying information, and it goes on and on and t- tells about it, but metadata is what the system collects from us. And uh, they call it metadata because they considered that digital data would not be the same as eavesdropping, like hearing your actual voice and recording it, and they considered it to be legal. Okay, listen, I, I woke up one morning, okay, and I just laid there and I just pretended to be asleep. Okay, I, I didn't move. I didn't open my eyes. And I heard the words over and over they were using. They were, they were using random conversations over and over. And in the background, they were playing music. Okay? They were simply using the technology to constantly probe the mind. Okay? Interrogation, probing over and over again, using random conversations. These, these, uh, it's, it's very useful for, for them, especially when they're trying to induce uh, you know, bipolar disorder or multiple personality disorder. Okay, they use random conversations over and over. The entire chatterbox uh, looping pattern is based on conversational patterns. And I don't think it's called what you said, Dwight. I think it's called discourse planning, but I may be wrong. But it, it's, about, it's about leading the person down, or, or the brain, I should say, even when you're asleep, down a particular path of conversation. Okay, random conversation over and over. They'll use trigger, they'll use trigger word programming. And, you know, they'll use uh, you know other other methods to, to cause bipolar disorder, etc. Uh, and all because anything repetitive is deadly, and they know this. Okay, so this the, so chatterboxes are simply 
based on all the they, they map out all the probabilities of a conversational pattern. Okay, these these chatterboxes are designed to map out all the probabilities in which direction you could go with the conversation. So they're using them against you on social. So they'll use them against you on social media, or Facebook, or Google Plus. Okay, they're not people. They're not perps. They're they're chatter. They're language software, but they're based on conversational patterns. So if you say A, they're going to say B. If you say C, they're going to say D. Okay, but they're easy to spot if you know what you're looking for, because their their vocabulary the vocabulary is always perfect and it's always limited. You know, there are other things that you can do. That if you if you inject abstract emotion into the conversation, they can't follow it. There are ways to to, to determine. I, I just watched them on 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 a chat site one day, and I was able to pick out three or four of them. They're nothing more than chatter, but they're nothing more than just language software. Their conversation topics are often limited. You know, they, 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 uh, if you if you inject abstracts into the conversation, like, what do you think about that thingamajig they talked about last night? It doesn't understand thingamajig. That's a colloquial colloquial statement. It cannot understand. That's an abstract. So so these so these chatterboxes are being used against you at night to program your mind. Okay. To, I've been to, wanting to, to interrogate. Brian, to interrogate your mind. I've been wanting to. I've been wa- I've been wanting to ask this question for a long time, and I found it. Um, it's it's a little bit different topic. I'll get back to this, but I've been forgetting, and I have to ask it. It's a quick thing. What frequency is a smart meter at? Do you guys know? It's at WAPA. So what frequency? 2.4? Uh, 2.4 gigahertz, or 2.2 to 2.4 gigahertz. Why are you asking that, Corey? Because when I look at my meter, um, I get all these frequencies, and I'm trying to eliminate what could be what, you know. And I why would do you get... need to eliminate? Why would you need to eliminate those frequencies on your smart meter? He's, he's no, no, not. No, no, he's no, doing no. a spectrogram. He's doing a. I have uh, I have the RF Explorer, and I'm getting a few frequencies, and I opted out on my smart meter, but there's people that live nearby, it's in a closet, and there's like four or five smart meters out there. So I want to see just, if that... Just just pay attention. I want to, I want to go back before you started. You, you, you reframe what I was saying and move to frequencies on a Brian, smart meter. Brian, okay. Brian, what? Brian, please do not talk about chatterboxes and all this other stuff unless you can give us direct links to where you found this information. Now, I've Why, how many links. times have we talked about this? How many times have we talked about I, this? I have I'm told sorry, you. Brian. Give me the You link. said you read Dr. Duncan's book. You said you read his book. If you read his book, you understand what I said. And most certainly is. Go to read Project Soulcatcher and look at the index for chatterboxes. You'll All see right, where he pull talks it about. Out. Okay, pull it out. While I don't you're remember nothing out, about chatterboxes. While you're pulling it out, look at the index in the back of the book for chatterboxes. It'll tell you about chatterboxes. Well, okay. I know I'm not getting attacked by chatterboxes because everything I hear is coming from one house. If you get V2K, you're getting a chat. That's a chatterbox. That's not somebody no. constantly on mine's the line. Real. Just nope, to talk. Mine's real. They can't do no, that. Mine is they can't manually override. They can't do right. that. They can manually override. They can manually right. override. With all due respect, there's nobody going to be up 24 hours a day. Um, I don't know for sure, but it sounds like Brian's right. There's a no, I heard my prayer. No, it's gangsters. They group up on you and they take turns doing it. I know a lot of the people that are involved with my stuff, and it's not a voice morph. 
You know, well, I, it's not just I heard, uh, a, 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 I, heard I know they have a repeater. You've got a repeater, and they have all sorts of different sound effects to match their voice and make it, you know, computerize it and, you know, change it or whatever. But I mean, I'm talking uh, to people that I went to school with <laughs> because they're, I, well, they don't stalk me as much as the other people because they have compassion for me or whatever because they know each other, you know, or and stuff. But uh, they're getting paid for it. So these are people I actually know. And for me, it's 24 hours. And I've got about, literally about 60 people Every day, no. you know, these no. part of it, and my part situation, of it is, part is, of it is, my situation goes from the president on down as far as this, because he that's, knows who I am, and he's the only reason. No, he's the only. I've seen him three times. Uh, he's the only reason I haven't been rubbed out because he have tried to rub me out like thirty-four times. So he wants. He's okay, you know, now you're tapping absolutely this huh? is fantastic, and this is fantastic nonsense you're talking about. No, the it's president not. of the United States is not. The president of the United States is not. It's not. That's what you are. You're no, first. it's not. Yes, you are. What are you, what what are you, you talking are. about? You're trying, you're trying to discredit people on this call with that nonsense. No, the I'm president not trying of the United to discredit people. I'm trying to tell people out. the truth about what's going on. That's what you are. You're a perp. No, I'm not. The president, not. Dare you fucking the president call me is not trying to wipe you out. You're a perp. Do you know what? I've had, let me tell you the first time I had a, yeah, they have. Okay. First, first of all, the first time was in Golden Gate Park. The first time, look, dude, I'm telling you, man, that's how they operate. No, 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 let me tell you, you're not going to, you know what? There's a time limit on this stuff, okay, for every friggin' targeted individual. Okay, there's a plan for this. Okay, okay. and yes, they have tried to rub me out. They have tried to rub me. I'm not kidding you, man. I'm not kidding you. I was stabbed in my leg by the police, dude. Okay, I've had a cop with a gun on the floor dressed in a hospital gown at Contra Costa County Health Services. So yeah, they, they even used the RFIDs in my heart because after the guy I ran from in Golden Gate Park with a gun. They took me to this 5150 place, and then I got chipped and I was out for like a week. They put them all over my friggin' body, and they tried to okay, blow my heart out. Now. With three of them, okay. they tried to blow my heart out. They explode, okay? And you could use a, you could press a computer button, or you could sit there and use a okay, software. Okay, we heard you. We heard or, you. Uh, we heard you now. What I'm trying to tell you is, what I'm trying to tell you is this: the president of the United States has not tried to wipe you out 34 times. He's not trying Ill. to. I swear he's trying to say he's, he's keeping me alive. Okay, you're that's the only reason they haven't finished. You're doing just what a perp does. You refuse to let others know. No, 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 yeah, no, no. What are you talking about? You have no you're idea. Dude, you're freaking. That is so absurd, man. You don't know what. You don't know my situation and what what's going on and how it's blown up. This guy. Listen, on, listen, man. Listen. He learned how to use this stuff on me. He learned about it because the day I was stabbed. By the police the next day, they moved me out of the hospital because a guy with a gun. Where is the moderator? Where is the moderator? No, 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 this no. Is, Don't cut me off because I'm telling you the truth, man. This is a I'm telling you the truth. I'm telling you the truth. I'm telling you the truth. I've seen him, I've seen him twice. I've seen him three times in my life. Dude. You're engaging in misdirection. That's what you're doing. Okay. No, you're, I'm you're not. Perp. I'm tell- no, yes, you are. How, how am I doing that? How okay, dare can we move on to credible issues? Can we move on to credible issues? Hey, can somebody mute this perp, please? No, I'm not a perp. That's exactly what you are. Or you're mentally uh, ill. How dare you call okay. me that, dude? Hey, Brian. Hey, um, um, Corey. Gosh, I turned my back for one minute, and you guys go at it. 
you know, I don't appreciate that, Brian. Whatsoever. Okay. You don't know who I am, man. Hold on. Uh, Derek, I'm Hold not on. involved in this. I'm not involved in this. It's okay. Somebody that, in... That you? Who's Brian? Who's arguing with Brian? I am. It's Alec from San Francisco Lafayette. Alec, Alec, Alec. What's, he, what's going on? And well, I he's just, just, I'm trying to explain Well, I'm trying to explain the process is every time I walk out of the room, I just walk out of the room for five minutes and I come back and there's chaos. It's the, it's whatever happened, the purpose did it. So what's going on? He's saying well, that the he's president of the United States... No, well, hey, why don't you let me explain it to him? Because you don't know what the fuck is going on. He's saying that the president of the United States has tried to wipe him out 34 no, times. No, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I did not say that. Brian, what? Bring the recording back. Okay, Brian, what, I mean, Alec, what is it that you were trying well, to say? Well, I'm, look, I'm trying to explain to him, uh, I'm trying to clarify, first of all, I wanted to clarify what I was saying. I'm saying he's trying to keep me alive, and that's a different story, okay? And I could go on and on about this, about, like, how he learned how to use this, or what this program was, via me, okay? But the other thing is, is I wanted to clarify that there are, it's not just Chatterbox and V2K, there are actually people on the other side with headset microphones that are doing this. And, and it's 24 hours a day, and it's gang stalking. That's why it's done in groups. It's not just some, you know, it's not that. It's not that. He does so not I don't understand know. And, the and, you know, I, Well, that's, I'm just saying, that's, you know. You do not understand the I know, I know, actually. Okay, uh, uh, Brian, you can't really tell, you can't tell people that. You know, you can't make that judgment. Sure, I can, Derek. I can listen to them, and based off their actions and their Brian, words, I can make a, I can Brian, make... that's why you guys are arguing. You're making accusations of people. That's, you know, that's, that's a way to get things arguments started. Okay, he's right to his opinion, and if he's, you know, everybody does. I mean, we're, we're just trying to figure this stuff out the best we can, do what we can, you know. To bring you know, bring it out to the open. No, and when I say that I've had like thirty-four attempts in my life, I have, you know, and they do. That's what they do, you know. That's one of the things that they do. Are you okay? All right. Well, there's something wrong with that. Okay. Um. Hi, Derek. Anyway. This is Linda. Yeah, hi, Linda. Hi, hi there. I just wanted to announce the call is going to be ending in about 25 minutes, and my room will be open after this for those who want to continue chatting. And the room number is 124-150. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Linda. You're welcome. Yeah, and this is uh, Corey, and I was going to open my room also. And the number is one three two three four nine. And okay. in case one three okay. two three four nine. All right, thank you, uh, Corey. <clears throat> and I do apologize for uh, accusing you of being in this argument earlier. Apologize for what? Okay, I do apologize for you know calling your name in this argument. Oh, okay, thanks. Yeah, I was on mute. 
Corey, Nihongo Wakashi Wakarimasu. I suggest you might mention the Kazuku, that's her name, uh, to uh, Kazuko to check out the TI International or Targeted Individuals Japan because they have some videos that are in Japanese that will help her. That lady. Oh, okay, what's the site? It's uh, Targeted Individuals Japan. And if you just Google that, you'll find uh, they have some videos and things like that, so it might be easier for her to understand. If she calls. Oh, okay. Right, right, right. There were some pictures that some Japanese sent to us in today's newsletter. Really? That might be of interest. Uh, there are several Japanese groups and uh, apparently, and I'm in contact with maybe a couple of them, individuals. And uh, I asked one uh, lady to send me some pictures, which she did. She sent me a set that uh, added to today's newsletter. And um, do you know what? Do you know what city they're out of, or station? Well, they're in several cities, and the uh, what they do is there's a leader that um, he go he travels around and he visits each one and, and uh, things like that. Um, it's it's a lot easier for him to do that because Japan is such a small island. I mean, it's about the size of you know a state here in the U.S., one of the smaller states. And uh, so it's easier to travel and to, to see people and things like that. And they hold, they hold meetings, they hold uh, teaching sessions, and um, you'll see from the pictures that their meetings are a lot different than ours. They're basically study sessions. And uh, they learn about the technology, um, and, you know, they plan strategies and so forth. Um are you communicating anyway. through English or? Well, uh, they communicate through English. I don't know any Japanese. And uh, you see from the pictures, you know, the type of activism they do. Uh, one of the things that they do is they pass around flyers that they showed me pictures of to apartment buildings. And uh, they have pictures of that. And, uh, you know, they do things like, you know, protests once in a while and they have these uh, banners and they have streets blocked off where they uh, kind of parade down and they you know, protest and things like that. Um, they sent me a video where uh, the group leader had like a, um, a megaphone and he was uh, making a speech while they were doing the march or something like that. Um, so the Huh? Was he interfered with by the police or anything? The, the police seemed to be uh, directing them, like you know, like a like a parade with you know the police kind of um, direct cars around a parade or something like that. They kind of protect them from um, vehicles and and so forth. So um, it seemed to be a legitimate march, and. Uh, 
Um, it's something that, I don't know, that might work here uh, if there were like uh, 10 times more people that would show up or 100 times more people than would show up. Um, I'm not I'm not real sure how how effective those kind of things are. Um, it seems that it seems to me that you'd reach a lot more people through the media, through the television, through radio, uh, even newspapers. Um, that's just my opinion, anyway. Well, talking about newspapers, um, Myra Mays down in the La Prensa edition of the Spanish newspapers down here in Latin America now, they're talking about Myra Mays. So this, that's just a story that won't die. Really? Yeah, he's in La Prensa. And La Prensa is the biggest newspaper in Latin America. It's all, I mean, it, it's distributed from, in from South America. He's in La Prensa, yeah. Okay, so, so are you talking about front page? Um, no, no. Um, he, he's uh, uh, the the actual uh, front page of the newspaper. I haven't seen, but I've seen the websites for La Prensa, and he he keeps popping up in in, in La Prensa. He's like the third or fourth time, and he just recently uh, a few days ago he, they're talking about him again. So he's generating quite a lot of a uh, a lot of interest in Latin America right now. That is interesting. Yeah. Uh, but it, but is that interest being generated towards schizophrenia, or is it bringing any attention to TI status? Probably just the. the um, I only read a couple of the articles, but it seems like uh, that they're just fascinated with what, with whether this was, you know, just another uh, act of violence in America, or whether it really was mind control. There, there, there seems to be quite a different uh, opinion on on whether that was the case. But the fact but, that it's still in the news, and that's good. Yeah, and if they're considering it, that's that's got to be something. That's a little weird. Just just go on to Google and look up La Prensa, and then just say you know plus Myron May, and you'll see that articles talking about him down here in Latin America. Hmm. It's in Spanish, so you'll need to translate it with Google. Yeah. No problem. Uh, I have a question in regards to mind reading. Do you think that police or FBI have as good as technology as what gang stalkers? are using uh, for mind reading, do you think their equipment is as sophisticated as these perps who are doing okay. mind reading? The answer is no, but it's not gang stalkers which are doing it. They're just, they're just tools. They're just, they're just, everything's highly compartmentalized in this. Everything's highly compartmentalized. The gang stalkers are only told, told what they need to know and nothing more. They're, they're not the ones that are using the mind control uh, programming on you. That's at a much higher level. Uh, CIA and DIA contractors are using that defense intelligence. Hello. Hello. I disagree with that, by the way. I think mine is a private group. They may have access to serious tech. But it is it is a private company. They're using private contractors. In the 1970s, the CIA got got caught and they learned their lesson. The reason the CIA got caught with MKUltra is because they were using their own personnel. They were using their own employees, and that's how they were able to trace it back MKUltra back to the CIA. The CIA yeah. got smart, and and they started using contractors after that. These are private companies. These are private individuals. 
but they're contractors. And they're carefully screened. These people are already killers by the time they, they are offered the job. They don't just say, you need a job. These people are carefully screened. They follow orders blindly. They, they operate without a conscience, and they're capable of killing without a conscience. They're contractors. Not the gang stalkers. They're, they're, they're just they're, they're peanuts. They're just used uh, for, for, you know, for various reasons that they don't even know about. It's how everything's uh-huh. highly compartmentalized. Okay. I, I missed well, some of that. I'd just like to say that uh, they're being trained, the police are being trained on this equipment. And that's, that's you know, and they're involved with it. You don't so. think FBI has as good as equipment as these upper-level people? I believe that the FBI can call in the, the CIA and DIA contractors at will. In fact, that's what, that's how the Attorney General of Alabama was murdered. Uh, the, he went after the FBI, and the two FBI agents went ballistic, and they called in the CIA DIA operatives, contractors, and they killed him. If you if you if you Google Attorney General of Alabama, it's, I think he's the Assistant Attorney General, but he may be the Attorney General. He was murdered. He, he committed suicide, and, and they can't figure out why. He was a happy man, had a happy life, had a great career, family man, and boom, blew his head off. Um, and four other people, three other people, killed themselves in the same manner in that same investigation. So, yes, they can do that. They can call in this, this sophisticated technology, but I do not believe the FBI has access to this technology. I may be wrong. This is highly, highly top secret. This is highly sophisticated technology. I doubt that the people in the FBI would be cleared for that. And you're saying more sophisticated than uh, than our technology that lands men on the moon. More sophisticated. Right. Yeah. The technology that landed, you're, if you're driving a, a 2010 car or better, the technology in that car is more sophisticated than the technology that landed people on the moon. It's worse than oh, yeah. it's worse than that. If you have a pocket calculator, that that's more computing power than they had for Apollo. Is Dwight still on the phone? Hmm. I don't hear Dwight uh, anymore. Um, what I was going to say is yeah, I'm here, Brian. Go ahead, okay. if you have some say, Dwight. I'm sorry. I thought Brian asked a question. Just was wondering, wondering if you wanted to give some input on that because I don't really have a lot of information about it. I didn't hear it, and I want to apologize if anybody heard me curse when I got knocked off the phone earlier. Uh, <laughs> I don't think anybody noise. cares. <laughs> but uh, some, something hit my phone and knocked it completely out, and it may have made a noise on the show. I don't know if you heard it or not, but I jumped up. I, I did hear it. I said, oh, S-H-I-T. <laughs> oh, that's did, terrible. You pull out, that's did, terrible. You pull out Duncan, did you pull out Duncan's book and look up chatterboxes? Did you look yeah, up I the did, index? but you got to understand, a lot of what Duncan wrote about, I can't go I into can't that. Go. Uh, my perps are live people. I don't, I don't, chatterboxes is a mis, misdirection. I'm going to tell you that much. So I have an alternative to this government fund. What if it is private contractors buying China technology? What? Yeah, what for instance, what, 
some of us agree these are private contractors and they're using right. this equipment. Right. It doesn't right. have here's to what, come from our government. Not. It can come from Chinese China. government. Now, here's here. one thing I heard. Uh, I heard I recorded the forensics one night and I put it on my program and played it back. And one lady said she lied to us. And I said, great, I'm going to get out of this. And this was one month into it. And the other lady said, yeah, but we'd hate to lose our budget. Hmm. So it is contractors. It is my opinion that it is private contractors working on government budgets. And even if they find out that you are innocent or uh, shouldn't be in this program, they're not going to take you out. They want to keep their budget. Hmm. They're not going to take you out what? Because they want to keep their budget. Their budget is oh. so many people. Oh. Yeah, but let's make sense of something. When you're making sense of what's going on in the whole overall situation, a lot of things are becoming automatic, like automatic license plate readers, automatic stoplights, you know, they want things automatic. And so that's no, why... No, collect it's, more data, more metadata. That's they why can track your every, every move. Yeah, they can track your every move with these license plate readers. They can see who passes a point. It's more metadata for their in, uh, intel. So that's why I think if they're trying to make the whole society more automatic then it makes more sense that there's more involvement with artificial intelligence than we, some people are, are believing. Not that the society is becoming automated. It's that the society is becoming neuro-automated. They're trying to create a neuro-society, okay, a hive, where hive minds exist, that people can interact with each other, uh, where computers and other electronics are, are, are controlled by brainwaves. It's a yeah, neuroscience they're trying to create. Well, to give you an example. When you go on the toll road five years ago, um, one specifically that I know of, you used to actually be able to give your change to an actual person. Now you can't do that. You you go on the toll road, and if you don't actually, if you don't have a card, um, then you actually pay later. So you're not dealing with a human. Hey, Brian. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Um, for, um, oh, do you think it makes a difference, like, um, if, if, if you live alone and maybe that's why you might be a more choice target if you lived with something, would that make a difference? Because I would think it would not. But what do you think? Are you there? Uh, yeah, what was the question again? Okay, like um, I'm, I'm targeted. I live alone. If I lived with somebody, would that back them off in any way, shape, or form? No. no, no. Once you're in the program, uh, I don't know anybody that's got out. 
except David Larson's now. He he got all his own plants removed, and he no longer complains. How? Well, I if you're uh, well, if you're able to get along with a person, it could make a lot of difference in your targeting. Yeah. Is is been my experience, but the thing is, the the um the perpetrators are expert at pitting TIs against each other. So you really have to be very aware and very alert. Uh, for instance, true. Um, I, you know, every time I walk away from this telephone for uh, five minutes, um, but when I come back, there's always chaos. There is always, always. chaos, which indicates to me there's got to be manipulation. And they can very easily do that. So um, if TIs are not really aware of what's happening. So um, we have, we've had several TI situations where multiple people have tried to live together. And it started out wonderfully at first. But what the, what the uh, perpetrators are expert at doing is picking out where people's faults are and how they can pit one against the other with they know where their weaknesses are and they know how to trigger each one and how they can, you know, trigger one against the other. Mm-hmm. And within a couple of months, the entire household is chaotic. And I've seen this all happen over and over again, mm-hmm. which has brought us to a point of almost disillusionment about even starting a TI safe house because we know what the perpetrators can do. Oh, even right. with a so-called aware community. So um, the answer to your question is it can possibly work. It can work. And when it works well, and there are some instances where it, it is working well, then the um, it's easier for the, uh, the TIs because they can help each other. Mm-hmm. It's much better for uh, to have someone to help you with your targeting situation than to have to endure it alone. Right. Oh, so to answer your question, yes and no. Okay. All right. And you know, like uh, Brian said, I must have state of the art mind reading or implant because um, if I shake my head a little bit, I hear that ringing in both ears, but I don't get B2K. I can't notice anything that they're doing to me. Heavily gang-stalked, but I don't notice any mind technology on me. Thank you. Um, and so I was wondering, even if it's state-of-the-art, what are they doing? Because I, I can't notice anything other than this ringing. If I shake my head just a little bit, I hear that it, it's it's like a, a high tone or... Uh, uh, a, a sound. Um, so. on, the, on the subject of, of living together, all I can tell you is that I had a, a girlfriend slash kind of wife for 23 years, and once I started trying to tell her about what was going on, husband wise, she disappeared. So I'm wondering if it's not only TI couples that could be together that could actually talk about it to each other and not consider each other crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's manipulation that happens on every level. 
Absolutely. Yeah, and if, if your partner's not a TIA, not experiencing this, it's very hard for the non-TIA yeah. to believe. Just damn near impossible. I don't know how you... If I wasn't going through it, I'd say you were all crazy, too. <laughs> I know. That's why I always think the same thing. I would yeah. be the last one to believe it. Really. I hate to say it, but it's true. Yeah, I tell the person I heard it was that, that if I wasn't going through it, I wouldn't believe it either, so I don't blame you for not believing me. <laughs> I know, it still needs However, to be there are successful couples, there are successful couples where one is not targeted and the support of the other. There is that, so just keep that in mind. Yeah. He's targeted because he's got kidney cancer and cataracts, so he's getting the brunt of it. Yeah, you know who has got a, a supportive wife is that Randy Clade. You know, they apparently destroyed him, but his wife just stays by him and seems to really understand. Interesting. You know, because he, he'll talk about stuff like star whacking. And, you know, I've seen him on interviews, and, like, the interviewer is like, oh, you believe in star whacking. Okay, Randy, uh, you know, you want to tell us about that? And, he, you know, and then he'll say, you know, this person was killed. This person was killed. And, you know, the interview is like, you know, Twilight Zone. She doesn't believe anything. Mm-hmm. Did y'all see the um, YouTube video on Robin Williams? About the family guy who was on, all the things that led up to his death. You're saying, do I believe them? Is that what you said? No, the, the YouTube video on Robin Williams about about how it was a planned murder, that it wasn't suicide. Did he ever claim of being a target? I'm sorry? Did he ever claim of being a T.O.? No. Uh, no, but I think that because he worked with uh, doing uh, really close to the to the military and helping out, uh, I think that he was aware of what was going on, and I think that he probably knew too much. I I don't think that at all. Um, from what I haven't read that much, so I don't want to say that I have because I haven't. But from what I've read, um, you know, he's a long t- uh, time sufferer of depression taking medications for depression. And um, his career was on um, quite a down slide. And that last show that he was going to have was canceled. Um, It was disappointing. And I believe he had ended a relationship, either a marriage. So he had a lot of uh, negative stuff going on and... um, yeah, I would have thought that too. But if you if you Google it on YouTube or search it on YouTube, and like the the uh, one that has the family uh, guy where he starred in that, uh, it, it's really so many coincidences that happened prior to his death. But and even the the way he died and everything in it is in Family Guy. Um, it's just it's just some something else, and they. Of course, I mentioned the Illuminati in it also, but uh, it's quite interesting to see the coincidences. 
Has anybody uh, been in touch with Amanda Vines at all? Did you get any contact? No, I don't know who she is. She's the actress who says she's chipped, um, has a brain chip or something. And uh, she's exhibiting uh, all the kinds of behavior of uh, T.I., like audibleizing and talking into her phone. Um, Okay, Uh, Matthew's still in touch with Scott Sapp from Creed. And um, he, um, he talks to him about every day. Okay, because I was going to say he might be a financial, like, I don't know if he's getting V2K or, you know, all that other stuff, but uh, directed energy weapons, but I think they are definitely messing with his finances and his bank accounts, and that's kind of, I think, what's happening with Randy Quaid. I don't know if he's getting the... Yeah, that's... Huge um, financial meddling, huge... Okay, there's a there's a lot going on there that could develop into something really major for uh, our cause. So we'll see. We'll, we'll, uh, with Randy, you mean? With Randy? Not with Randy, but with Scott Stapp, the guy oh. from Cream. Oh. Um, several scenarios with Matt that could develop into something really major. Oh, yeah. Oh, he is the bravest guy ever. I really appreciate what he did. And um, He's brave, he's tenacious, and he's also very yeah. shrewd. 